For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? We're here after the Carolina Panthers uh, fall to the Dallas Cowboys 36-28 in a game of mixed emotions where everything needed to go right for the Carolina Panthers in a tough spot on the road against a team that has been clicking on all cylinders um, offensively and has been um, impressive, more impressive than expected under Dan Quinn defensively. So we knew that this Carolina Panthers game, everything was going to need to go right, and nothing seemingly did go right in the end. Body blows after body blows in the first half and a third-quarter meltdown lead to the Carolina Panthers trying to mount a valiant effort in the end, but fall short 36 to 28. My name is Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers postgame show. We're here to help break down what happened today as the Carolina Panthers suffer their first loss in the first time that they've played behind all season and the first time, I guess, that we got to come on this show, Cody Lashney, after a game and talk about uh, the things that we probably already knew to be the case. Yeah, Tony, we did already know it to be the case. One, uh, we know that Sam Darnold is a damn good quarterback who's having to make a lot of really good throws behind a really bad offensive line that continues to get worked and, frankly, in my opinion, swayed the tides of the game today in the favor of the Dallas Cowboys. We lost a lot of situational football. We ended up turning the ball over too much. The referees were working against us. But overall, man, we really have to look forward and evaluate this team honestly, and that's what we're going to do here today. And you know what? You already know we're going to do it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, Tim Tizzy, Tim Estes, Big Daddy P, Russ Gold, Will Horsley, ATX19, 
Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. The crew's all here. Let's roll. The number one defense in the NFL went against what is really becoming the most explosive offense in the NFL, I guess aside from the Rams at this point. Uh, guys, CK, they just ran it up the gut at us. Ezekiel Elliott finished the day with 143 yards on 20 touches and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, Pollard had another 67 and Dak had 35. That's like uh, 250 yards rushing in this game. And it was a bludgeoning uh, that became a beating in the third quarter. Um, how are you feeling at this moment? I mean, uh, you listen, obviously, at the end of the third quarter, you think, uh, this is not great. <laughs> like you, you almost have this feeling of turning the game off. And, you know, as we've talked about, but you know, we, we hung in there. We, we, we fought, um, there's, there's a lot of blame to be put everywhere. Um, I think in this, uh, and this wasn't just lost by the referees. Um, but the referees are, are definitely a big part of, uh, this loss for the Panthers as well. So I think we got to talk about that as well. Um, other than that, man, um, just hate to see the defense. Like, I mean, they more than made up for all the missed, all the uh, rushes, uh, all the rushing yards that we were not allowing in the first couple of games. I can guarantee you, we're coming out middle of the pack statistically after this game. Um, Joey uh, Esquivel, let me know if that fixed my mic. Hopefully, I'm also kind of nasally, but he said I sounded like I'm in the car. Greg, you said at the end of, I guess, the first quarter or wherever it was, as you said, I stand with Sam. Mm -hmm. uh, and he played well the most rushing touchdowns through four games for any quarter or any player or whatever or quarterback in history uh, whatever of any, it was. No, of every out of he has the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL right now. I don't know if that still stands or still He's football got, being played, but yeah, he has the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL this season. The most rushing touchdowns by a QB in the first four games in NFL history. Right. Greg, the first game that we're in the second half, we saw uh, Sam Darnold make some mistakes. Tell me, are you still standing with Sam? I definitely still stand with Sam, man, because like I said, he's still showing me that he has the presence and the, and the mindset and the heart and the desire to win. And he's doing what he can. I got to agree with Cody on this one, man. This a, a ton of this falls in the offensive line. Yes, yeah, Sam made some mistakes, but I felt like on a couple of those throws that he did overthrow his deep balls, it looked like the receiver gave up on it. If they just kept running full speed, they may have been able to catch it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not there. But look, man, at the end of the day, we're three and one, okay? No matter if we lost this game or not, based on what happened, people still have to cut, start, actually start to put a little respect behind our name because we almost had an amazing comeback. We had one bad quarter of football, and it was bad offensively and defensively in the third quarter. If you switch Dallas and Carolina's third and fourth quarter, where Carolina has the good has did what they did in the fourth quarter and the third, and Dallas does what they did in the fourth, we did in the third, we'd have ended up being up big and losing the game. I would rather lose this way than being up big and having them come back and lose that way. So Sam Darnold showed me a lot of heart, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely stand with Sam. So. A uh, big fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of our guest coming on right now, Sarah Taylor in the house. How are you? Hey fellas, what's going on? <laughs> and long you're time. a big, you're a big Zilstra fan, and Zilstra had a big time, fifty-five yards. <laughs> I know. I've been Let telling you guys for two seasons, put this guy in, he can make some plays. He's man. better than Marshall. You. He's better than Marshall. <laughs> he made that play because they sat more for that one. I don't know about better than he, he, listen. He made some damn good plays. Look, no, 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 nothing but love for for Zilstra, man. He's 
he has his ardent fans and, and he definitely won over some more today. So shout out BZ. We'll talk about him more a little bit later too. Yeah. All right. The number is 252-228-5098. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. It's the post game show where we're going to get you through this moment and get on to next week. Next week we got the Eagles. So we'll be looking ahead and not too long, but we're going to have to take care of this tape, right? You got to go and reflect and look at what happened and what we can learn about our team if we want to get better. So you can help us do that by being a part of the chat room, uh, smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing to the show. Uh, Cody, let's go ahead and jump right into it. For me, like I said, this was all a story of everything needs to go right, um, particularly when you have an offensive line uh, to, uh, of the pedigree that we have, should we say, which is not a good pet. It's a mutt. We got a mutt. We got the ugliest mutt line in the I world. I eighty five. Words of oh, the There's did like this nothing good about Lawrence, it. By the way, no. There's nothing good about this line, but that's when you know everything has to go right. When your offensive line stinks, right? You can't. You're not going to be good at playing from behind, right? Uh, on top of that, when I say everything needed to go right, we knew from the very first play nothing was going to go right. The Carolina Panthers dial up a blitz, I believe. Um, sack fumble that leads to it wasn't a sack fumble. Somehow he passes Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott. It's like an eight eight yard gain. Mm-hmm. This happened like seven other times in this first half right here, where the defense generated some sort of positive play, but somehow Dallas withstood the body blow after body blow and may, got yards out of it. At one point, the Carolina Panthers offense was converting sixty six percent of their third downs. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys only 33%. We walked into the half up a point, 14-13. We're ahead in this game, and we had a lot of things go wrong for us in the beginning, and I kind of felt like, man, we popped Dallas in the chin a couple of times early on, and we didn't knock them out. And when Jeremy Chin bulldozes this guy and gets what is clear fumble – it really felt like at this point, man, I don't know how this is going to go, except for we're going to come out of the half with the ball and we're going to put a stamp on it. And then, nope, we just got molly womped in the third quarter, dude. Can we, we talk about answer. that Jeremy Chen hit real quick? Yeah, well, I, I want to say this first, though, and we're definitely going to jump into it. But I don't want to do this thing that I hate from salty ass fans whenever we beat a football team. Where it's like, oh, the refs gave y'all the football game. The refs are on their side. Yeah, these calls were fucking terrible. And we're definitely going to talk about it more. But I'm not going to sit here and bitch the whole podcast that, oh, the referees are why we lost this game. The Panthers had opportunities to win. And we had some very key personnel failures that stopped us from being effective in this football game. We started out really good on offense. I mean, we got beaten up on our first defensive drive to start the game. I mean, they pretty much went up and down the football field, ran all over us, and then the offense came on field and drove down the field, man. And and they really looked good to start. We were going tit for tat with them. It's somewhere around the end of the second quarter through the start of the third where the Panthers just fall flat. And to me, it's always – because of this offensive interior. And I've been saying the interior, but it's not just the interior. Cameron Irving now needs to be inserted 
back into this trash offensive lineman conversation that we've been having because homeboy continues to get his ass whipped. And even when he's ass whipped, he's taking off helmets and getting penalties and shit. Our offensive line is a problem right now. And I'm sorry, but you cannot tell me that Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen are any worse than the trash that we're charting out on the football field right now. Especially considering how close this game was, like that could potentially have been the difference in a close loss to a cardiac cat's comeback Mm -hmm. on the road in Dallas, man. And it continues to be a problem. And and unless our coaches are going to actually give the young guys a chance, it's going to continue to be a problem. Cody, I'm on your side with this offensive line thing. You know, I've been trying my best to, to, to pretend like it's not as bad as it seems, but it really, really is bad. And I'm, I'm going to bring up the old age-old argument that we have in this this podcast is coaching versus players. Or is it a combination of both in this? Because it seems like we get, we sign players that have played well in other teams and they come to us and they suck and vice versa. They have play, We have players for us that suck and they leave to go to other teams and they don't play half bad. So do we just have bad coaching in Carolina on the offensive line? I think our coaches are making wrong personnel decisions. I actually think that we're actually pretty well coached. Minus a few things here and there, our performances through four weeks, I think I can see examples in all four games of some pretty damn good coaching. Um, I think, one, how about this? J.C. Horn being absent really mattered more than even we thought that it was going to maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, and Burris, I mean, yeah, but it, we it, have to talk about this though, is that like when we say we're not blaming it on the refs and I'm not trying to blame it on the refs, but when yeah. everything has to go right for you to get a win, when your def your defense has um, puts up base, basically creates a turnover here that does not happen. And then Dallas goes and drops that beautiful ball to Amari Cooper down there. Like, and we see CJ Henderson. Then that brings up the JC Horn talk, right? Is that ultimately this like what's a cascading of events where we withstood a lot of the adversity in the first half. But when we come out in the third quarter, everything we needed to go right did not go right and it was atrocious it started with the offensive line then the defense got torched then there was the desperation interception by sam Darnold, where you're just trying to make stuff to happen under just complete like panic on i mean it wasn't he wasn't panicking but, but there was no protection right? right we just got beat up in a street fight in the third quarter yeah I mean, they landed body blow after body blow. And a lot of it had to do with their offensive line. And what I thought could happen to us in the Saints game actually happened to us today. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys are an example of a football team that highly prioritizes offensive line. And that it's also not a coincidence that you're seeing Dak Prescott playing the best football of his young career playing really be, well. because of that very reason. He has mm-hmm. protection uh, and uh, they're able to run the football with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. But first and foremost is that offensive line allows them to do so. They mm-hmm. can be versatile if they want to. They can run it down your throat. They can go play action. They can do a lot of different things because of the trenches. It starts in the trenches. And 
uh, I said before this season started that there was going to be something that would have to happen that would cause these coaches to make a change on the offensive line and potentially either trade or take guys that we already have on the football team and get them some reps. Frankly, I'm hoping that this was it. Because if this was it, I, I don't mind taking an L just so that way our coaches can learn a lesson the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I just want to oh, – did, did you have something to say about that, Tony? Because I wanted to ask no, about that tackle, no, no. the Jeremy Jen tackle. The only question I don't want I have, to talk about this game at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the only question I have about that Jeremy Chen tackle, with the t- with the, they, they said it was for progress, and that's not challengeable. Why is that not challengeable? Like what? What? Yeah. What so sense does that make for that not to be challengeable? I can answer that. I mean, it makes it, it, it to a degree. I get it because basically it's the equivalent of a like a dead ball. Like if if they had uh, a fumble, but they mm-hmm. had ruled it an incomplete, but it was an, actually a fumble, and they had blew blew the pay, play dead, and the other team five seconds after the play was blown dead decided to pick the ball up, and that was a clear fumble recovery, but it was after the the dead ball spot then at that point in time, they can't go and and overturn that. What they're saying here is they blew the whistle um, after the fumble actually took place. And because of that, it's, you know, it's saying that maybe there was an unfair advantage given to the Panthers. It's obviously not the case here, but it's, it's an unfair advantage because the other team stops trying to push for the ball because the the whistle's blown. But my only thing is because he was getting body slammed. Right. It was a double leg takedown in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that specific situation that that, that rule was meant for. It's more of the, uh, somebody was, somebody made a fumble. The fumble went 10 yards down the field. They blew the, the, the play is an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. Then the, this no, is why we need an orange challenge flag. An orange challenge <laughs> yeah. flag is thrown by the NFL. Right. Like mm-hmm. the NFL says this is that we have rules for how teams can challenge plays, but, but we, we want to make this product. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we want to exactly. make this product the best it can be. And if so clear, if it's so clear, and I would want that for the other teams as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, we've been trying to deal with this with the, the the saints and the minnesota vikings people member with the pass yep. interference and all of this is that we want the game to be determined by i guess the play on the field not by uh administrative right hoopla you don't so, want the human error to be the reason that a game is won or lost right and then it won't slow it down it won't slow it down um all right I don't let's mind make some, the right call let's do this before we get into the calls um what the hell is wrong with our damn kicking game? Actually, I won't say what's wrong with it, but like we know it sucks. What sucks more, our offensive line or our field goal kickers? And is it his is his this historically going to be interwoven with our DNA from this point? We just are destined to have shitty offensive yeah. line and terrible field goal kickers. I can't even talk about the kickers right now. I just can't because oh it was his Casey. It's, it's insane. Oh but it's insane. We haven't we haven't even used Zane Gonzalez much this season. And that's going to be the moment where you choose to put a big play <laughs> right. on his leg. What in the fuck oh, are we doing, I don't y'all? That I is think the you able to make that kick. You look like an I mean, idiot out there. Listen, he didn't even look like you. He really did. Oh. But my point is, normally you want to ease somebody into this. We, oh, we, we go from we go from completely not trusting kickers to letting them line up at the 54, and now Dallas has a good fucking field position. 
it's the dumbest shit in the world, man. Like to me, that's on coaches. Yes, Tony, you're all right. I'm not letting Zane off the hook, but I never had faith in Zane. And that's why I wouldn't have put him in there in that scenario. Yeah. It was Gano missed his first kick of the year today. Gano so, missed his first kick of the year today, by the way. like 99.9% for the last year. Or, yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Two years. And so, as soon as yeah. he left our asses. Right. But yeah, it's going to be a problem, Tony. You asked how like we cursed to continue to go. I don't know if we're cursed, but this is going to be an issue that for sure is going to be a part of this 2021 team. That's for damn sure. Because what are well, we going to do to bad. fix it? It's always bad when you leave it on the kicker's foot anyways. I mean, come on. You know, it's like this. And it goes back to the offensive line. Or I don't know. That puts us ahead. All of a sudden, we're ahead 17, 13. Left off the board, so, I mean, when was that? Was that the end of the second or was that in the – That was the oh, second. That was still in the first half, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. God. I'm telling you, we played well in the first half. Like, um, I mean, we were not awful in the first half. We go we in. We played well, um, definitely being that we were like, this is the part that I agree with Cody. I'm not going to go all in on the refs. But we played well in the first half against the referees, you know, for sure. Yes, they were bad for us in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, and last thing before we go to the calls, DJ Moore, stud. What a game stud. from this guy. And all in the first half again, pretty much. I mean, not all yeah, in the yeah. first half, he but he smoked it. Yeah. Can yeah, we start to hear discussions of him being like top three wide receiver in the NFL? Like he is really, really putting up numbers. See, really, again, really or, or, like even even if that was true, Greg, that he is a top three receiver in the NFL, it, it's never going to feel justified until he's in a scenario like what Stephon Diggs is with the Buffalo Bills. Like he goes over to a different team, and now he's just the instant number one wide receiver in a playoff contender. If the Panthers make a legitimate push this year then, yeah, everyone's going to be forced to give DJ more the respect he deserves. And, by the way, he's hoping for that because he wants to get paid this year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's the best receiver on the football team right now. And, you know, I, I'm loving the, the production, the sure hands. He doesn't drop anything, yards after contact. And, listen, kudos to Joe Brady because Christian McCaffrey was out. They used DJ Moore on a lot of the plays that they would be. Using oh yeah, that. <coughs> and Greg Olson. That one touchdown was awesome, where they highlighted it. The halfback. Greg Olson was fantastic as a as a commentator today. By the way, I felt like he did his yeah. best to be unbiased, but also gave like mm-hmm. really good information too. And yeah, he was every time that we used DJ Moore in an effective, different kind of way. Greg Olson highlighted it. I, I thought that was awesome, man. Loved it. A um, couple of things. 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the show. Smash the thumbs up button. Uh, give us a share. Tell one friend about the C3 Panthers podcast. Longest running podcast. We're live on Tuesday nights. we got a lot of extra content coming to you throughout the week. Uh, so look forward to that. And the best way to be notified by that is hitting the little notification bell on youtube um let's go ahead and jump into these calls and also before the chat people all try to lynch me or something when i said all of that came in the first half nobody said anything yet but i know they're about to is dj moore two weeks in um, he was burning it up in the first half and i know the touchdowns came later but this guy's on fire two weeks in a row remember he had a hundred yards in the first quarter or something last week so he's been off hot and looking great um, in a tough situation, if the Panthers pull out this win, we'll be talking about his eight catches for 113 
yards and two touchdowns a little bit more on the show. But let's go ahead and jump into these calls. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like What's up, guys? Your boy Boogie represents MO4. That's law. Two things. And I sent a sub. It didn't matter if he was matched up with a defensive lineman or Can you turn him up with the linebacker, man. He was getting overpowered by everybody. And number two. Yeah. Man. Um, man, our defense. Oh, man, they ran it down our throats, man. Man, we got two of the best pass rushers in the league. But, man, when they have to man up and go up against the run, man, they might, they might be overpowered, man. We might, it, it might be a tad too small. So those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think. All right. Uh, good call, man. Thanks for being a part of the show. And I want to ask you that, Cody. Is this defense, are they as good as I think? Are they as bad as they were today against the run as we're going to have to talk about? Or what I think is probably the truth that they're just not, they weren't put in a good a place to be successful today um, and take advantage and capitalize on their strengths, right? The offense is, le- I mean, they were just in a bad down and distance, I felt like from the beginning because the offense was not consistently keeping up with Dallas' explosive play. Yeah, we weren't keeping up with Dallas's explosive plays yeah. primarily because we weren't able to do the one thing that we've been very good at, even historically good at this year, and that's stopping the run. And uh, again, man, it's like I know I sound like a broken record. I'm sorry, y'all, but it's that offensive line, man. They wanted the line of scrimmage, and they made Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard's job just much easier. And I don't know. Zeke was running with man. He's looked great this season. He has, and he's lost. I told you guys this weeks ago is that he looks skinny. You know, he looked mean and fit, and he's he's churning them legs nonstop uh, and getting extra yards in the beginning. He wasn't. I mean, they were getting yardage in the in in the beginning of the game, but they weren't just smoking us entirely. No, no. I I mean, mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. We weren't just like we weren't stopping the run nearly as effectively like the problem was the what they weren't smoking us early but they were getting past our defensive line which they weren't doing before like other other teams weren't like it was our secondary and our in our linebackers that were stopping the run in the first half and then they couldn't stop and then the second half um and then it just got out of hand from there this is the first game the carolina panthers have trailed in the entire season and i think that one of the reasons we've been so good uh, we played so well against the run is not because we've stopped the run with some kind of crazy uh, like consistency, but right. teams have not been able to run the ball on us because of situations at this point, right? Dallas comes out and gets ahead, and then they get to run the ball and go kind of bludgeon a little bit more, and then that negates our pass rush. If the Panthers are up 10 nothing on this team, I don't know if those Zeke Elliott's up the middle are as effective or as common. So I really think the situation was, it's tough. Like this team is kind of built to play from ahead and maybe what team isn't right. What team isn't sure. built to play from ahead. 
Yeah, I'm. It, not only are we built to play from ahead, but uh, again, even when we're playing from behind, normally that gives the opposing defense that lets them know, especially once it's more than one touchdown. Okay, they're going to need to throw the ball to be effective here. That gives them all the rights to send extra pressure to make the quarterback extra uncomfortable. And again, even those two interceptions by Sam Darnold late in the game, I mean, he was just trying to make a play. And again, he had no time. It was desperation time, but they weren't good. They, they weren't, weren't good, good passes yeah. either. I, I, no, I'm not I saying make... that they were good, but that that the pressure was was what caused. Them. Yeah, yeah. The pressure is. I, I think that this is the exact situation that he found. I'm not going to say the exact situation. Maybe I should be a little more direct on that. Like, but he found himself in the Jets, where he has to be the hero, and because nothing else was working, our run game wasn't bad, but you have to abandon it when you're down by three scores, right? Um, and and so we found ourselves in a situation where we're having to put the ball in his hand. And, uh, and yeah, he's, he is not completely, like, I, I wanted to come into this. I was thinking, like, all these excuses for Sam Darnold. Like, this was a bad game for Sam for the third quarter, I guess you could say, right? It was similar to the second quarter last year, or last week, because he didn't have any really good stuff going on then. But, like, it wasn't a great game for him, and he made some bad mistakes, and that is on him. But the thing that was most important to me is when the game was continuing to be on his hand, on his head, he was still throwing the ball with efficiency, and there towards the end, he kept the Panthers in it when he needed to. Um, so I, I think that that's far more in, indicative of who we've got in the quarterback now than than his time with the Jets. Yeah, it's hard for Darnold every- to make a pass when he had a defender in his face every two seconds. I mean, it seems like every play, it's like the it was like right there. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was like, dude, yeah. I didn't even have a chance. It did really feel like in the third quarter that you looked on Darnold's face and you felt like, oh, God, this guy feels like he's back in New York again. (laughs) But you know know what, though? He didn't respond like he was back in New York because, look, Sam missed that big-time third and eight uh, to Robbie Anderson, and Robbie Anderson was wide open, and Sam Darnold just sailed it right over his head. That could have been a big-time game-killing drive, right? But the very next play, that's when Sam goes through his progressions. It's fourth and eight. And, hey, Sarah, he found your boy, Brandon Zilster, wide open. So it's like, (laughs) dude, that's the kind of response that we need from Sam Darnold. I know you're going to fuck up, dude. I know you're going to throw some stupid interceptions. We want you to do that if it means that we're pushing the ball downfield, which is what we complained about all year last year that the Panthers didn't do. So, again, but it's in those scenarios that we want to see him respond and make big-time plays, and he did, man. He did. So I- I'm loving Sam. We just have to fix his protection. He's you want to talk about to so much and has done it so well. Can we talk about the elephant in the room with him? How many times he's missed the deep shot? Hmm. Like he missed missed in stride. (laughs) How many open receivers, not just today. Like if you go back and you look, we want to talk about his arm and he is throwing the ball, but he is overthrowing his receivers. I I think maybe he's had that one in the first week again, when uh, Robbie Anderson was able to go and get that uh, nice deep pass touchdown outside of that, Sam Darnold hasn't been hitting his receivers in stride. Like he's been overthrowing them. And is that something that's going to come with time? Maybe. But right now, it doesn't look fantastic. I feel like uh, Cody's been t- is being too congratulatory over Sam Darnold at this point. 
Like, it's like, all we got to do is fix the line. But on the other hand, when you say, look at how bad he's been at the deep ball, then I want to think, have we really even seen a play where he just got to sit there and chunk it deep without right. feeling like he was about to be murdered? Right. right. When he does, I'm saying I have more faith that Sam makes those throws than doesn't. Uh, you know, and, and another criticism I'll give him is this. Uh, early in the game, that first offensive drive that we had, uh, I felt like, yeah, even though Pat Elfline got beat, I felt like that sack was also on Sam Darnold. He had time and the ability to be able to roll out to his right and extend the play and move the pocket, and he just kind of stood there, and he stared down his first read the whole time. So, uh, again, I mean, it, it hasn't been perfect. He hasn't put up that one perfect performance yet. But I just think in spite of what uh, he's had to deal with, one, no Christian McCaffrey, two, bad offensive line. It, to me, he's been very impressive and has exceeded uh, my own expectations for him. I would agree with that. Tracy's baby. He's, he's exceeded his expectations. Tracy's baby says uh, the O-line was good in the first half of this game. Stop with the excuses. You ain't been watching, bro. How do you know? You've been watching uh, the top, Cowboys, dude. You have I no think idea this is that the Panthers were up. The Panthers were up going into the at the end of the first half, right? So it's like uh, the excuses aren't being made in the first half. It's the third quarter that there are no excuses. It was a beatdown third quarter. Let's go to the next call. Yeah, um, this is uh, well, hell, you know who it is. Listen, um, I'm just <laughs> going to say this. Um, yeah. Enough of the bullshit. Let's stop pretending that Matt Rule is the is the next great coach. Let's stop mm-hmm. pretending Sam Donald is the next great quarterback. Did Sam do good things? Yes. Did he do bad things? Yes. Are we still in rebuild mode? Rebuild mode? You're damn right we are. But if we're going to play this game, let's stop playing piss ass and putting these undrafted, no name bullshit fellas out there and play defense. Sam Franklin is nothing more than a high-quality special teams player. Oh. Uh, Chandler, dude, I don't know that he even qualifies to be a special team player. Yeah, and, he was uh, rough. And uh, we can't do better at the free pos- safety position. Let's throw a corner out there. Any corner. It don't matter. They can't do no work with that there now. And Justin Burroughs, that guy ain't worth a shit anyway. Uh, the offensive line, if you can't do better – then left tackle Cam Irving and center Matt Paradis, then let's just close up shop and forget the rest of the season. Don't even play the damn shit. Because if I was head coach, I would tell them boys, before they got on the plane, your ass is gone. Fact is, you might want to go over and talk to Jerry and see if it might be in your best interest just to stay here. That's exactly word for word what I said. I love it. Today without stop. How are you going to kick Justin Burris on the side of the road, man? My man ain't even out there today. And we came did, and I kicked I, him listen, on the way man, out. Hey, shout out to Panther Rule. I love, this is my favorite call thus far. We haven't heard them all. But right now, this is my favorite one, man. Chandler had a bad day. Listen, I said before this season started uh, that this safety position was a problem and that we had no depth and outside of Jeremy Chin we really didn't have a lot of guys back there to be able to make a whole lot of plays. We and yeah, getting really and torched today, like today, though, with these big-ass passes. Why the, man, what, what, what do safeties do today? Uh, dude, that there were so some wide-open touchdowns for the Cowboys. Wide open. Yeah, they, they were pretty wide open at that point. 
All right, you'll, if you thought that was your favorite call, you'll love this one. Oh, here we go. Man, our offensive line sucks. <laughs> That's it. Our offensive line sucks. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Was let's that go. Joey? That sounds yeah. like that, that was Joey. definitely Joey. Yeah. All right, let's go uh, shocking Elizabeth City. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. Well, what up, Chuck? I guess us the Cowboy fans will probably be all on your psyche night like termites and who are talking shit. Mm. <laughs> Everybody better go ahead and put your Tony Romo jersey on and head to Walmart and walk around and boast because you know, just like watch falling prices, them idiots are going to come out of the woodworks. <laughs> the stupidest, most plastic fan base in America. Or one of these Chuck's a good call. What the hell happened, yep. I don't know. But I want to give a props to Donald. He might have had two interceptions, but the man was shortchanged. This offensive line is still a disaster. But let's put it behind us. In the next four or five weeks, if everything plays out right, all easy, winnable games, although no game is easy, but we'll bounce back in the win column. All right. Uh, we're trying to find some balance between, um, who was it, Panthers rule, uh, who wants the, as Lynn said, the scorched earth approach. And uh, I think something what Chuck is implying here is that, like, look, this is kind of a, you know, it's a tough game on the road, right? Right? Is that if if there's a game you want to win, the games you're supposed to win on your schedule. And if you really looked at this, like, this is a game. This is a tough. If the Panthers go out and win this, all of a sudden it's a, a giant statement about their about the team going forward. All yeah. of a sudden you're starting to wonder, can you make it happen with this offensive line? But I think today we just saw a lot of things that we know that the Panthers are going to have to work on throughout the season. And that's going to start with this offensive line improving from week to week. And it's going to next start. First thing, offensive line improving from week to week. Number two is not coming out in the second half and just having a lull. We have to be more consistent throughout the game in our offensive production. And that's where it is. Our offensive production our defense has been very consistent. I don't even think today should be um, – we should really look too negatively on them. They were put in a very difficult spot uh, throughout the game. Right. Again, you go into halftime. You're up by one. You've held this team to 13 points. Yeah. Did Mike McCarthy make some stupid calls <laughs> or some weird calls like declining the penalty, this and that? I mean, they had some weird calls in their first half that helped us out. But the defense has been consistent throughout this season, despite today's point total and the yardage on the ground. The offense has shown us moments where we think they could be good, but cannot consistently put up points. We do need to remind no Christian McCaffrey here. Um, so tough loss today, but I don't think one that makes me think that this cause of the Carolina Panthers 2021 season is ready to, for us to roll over at this point. No, for sure. Definitely not ready to roll over. Uh, I mean, we're, we're three and one. We're still at the top of the division. The Saints mm-hmm. lost today. Good. Fuck the Saints. The Falcons lost today. Good. <laughs> Fuck the Falcons. <laughs> and hey, man, hopefully, maybe a uh, good old Billy Belichick will uh, uh, get one done for us tonight, too. So, yeah, listen, we got our ass whooped, man. You're not going to win every fight you get in. Lick your wounds. Go back to the books and figure this shit out. And, uh, yeah. What I'm hoping comes from this is that our coaches sit down and have an honest-to-God discussion about this offensive line because it's not going to go away, man. Like, Pat Elflin isn't going to 
all of a sudden just learn some better technique and then, hey, he's really good now. He'll get better and more consistent. No, that shit ain't happening, dude. We either need to play our younger players, let them iron out the fine-tune the mistakes, get all those out the way, and play big boy football, man. You're not going to have a, a problem running the football if you've got Deontay Brown doing work out there. And, oh, dude, that's another thing. I know I'm long-winded. Apologies. But I was really won over by Chuba Hubbard today. I thought Chuba Hubbard made some damn good plays. Amen. He, he did have five tackles for loss, though. I but, mean, but you're right. He did have some good That was offensive dude, line. This poor guy was getting smashed yes. in the backfield before <laughs> he even got the and ball. He right, does right. not go down mm-hmm. upon first contact, man. This young man yeah. wants that smoke. I'm mm-hmm. loving what he's doing. It furthers my opinion that running backs are kind of cycle them in and you can make them work. And Chuba Hubbard's been doing a damn good job, man. Let's go ahead and put Let's it out there. The Cody doesn't want Christian McCaffrey anymore. Let's go ahead and say it. Oh, God. Everybody All right. Now, I will. To, to back up his point, is um, if Chuba Hubbard starts playing with some confidence, he can be really dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is, like, you're starting to see. I felt like he started to settle down, right, in this game. He got a couple of good runs to start. And all of a sudden, he has to start believing in himself more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Our Panther fans, have we been critical uh, of him to this point? Certainly. Right. Uh, on top of that, has he given us reason to be uh, to some trepidation? Yeah, he's dropped the ball. He hasn't been playing that great in the entire time. But his coaching staff give them some credit for just like having confidence in the people that they drafted, like a Tommy Tremble, yep. like a Chuba Hubbard. And despite these one offs, as they said, look, all of a sudden we believe in you. And when you, you're going to be able to see it on his face. And I almost thought we were seeing it happen in front of our eyes is that he was starting to believe in himself in that first half. Um, as we go to this next call, Cody, I want you to think about this question. Someone said in the chat room that I was coddling the defense. Um, was the defense uh, that bad today? Were, were they truly that bad? Or, or was there something deeper uh, to the issue? Or maybe not. I just don't know how going into the half up 14-13, this defense was so terrible. And then, I mean, gosh, at some point they're going to get tired. At some point they're going to get exposed. Anyway, am I coddling the defense? Think about that while we go to the next call. The number is 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. It's Chuck from Elizabeth City here, Carolina sports guy. I got to stop a minute and spit, spit the chunks out of my mouth. Kevin Burkhart, this announcer, is so pro-Dallas, it's making me sick in my stomach. But I tell you what, Sam Donald's playing it good. We miss McCaffrey. But my God, defense has got to tighten up a little bit. They're doing what they can. I just I, this second half is scaring me a little bit because I can see how the media is going to push this game in the refs and that plastic fan base and all of Walmart and that stadium in Jerry's world trying to push Dallas for a win at the end of this game. We got to find a way to hold on and win, guys. We deserve it. All right, let's keep going with the calls. And again, you guys be thinking: Am I giving the defense a pass? Or are they uh, really, did they just have a bad day? Or are there uh, significant weaknesses? The number's 252-228-5098. C3 fam, what's good? It's your boy, JD, Justin. Hey. JD, what's up, bro? L today. I hate, I hate, I hate that it happened like it did, but we took the L. Um, bro, rule. Rule, the coaching staff, they got to get right with this uh, time management. 
we we should have held on to them, some timeouts. There shouldn't yeah, have been man. no issue with them calling timeouts to stop the play clock. Uh, play clock. Uh, they got to do better about that. We need O line help. Like this this line got to get better, bro. Um, they made Dallas look like they were fucking easy. They and did. Like Dallas did the Dallas's defense did to us what I thought we'd do to them. And <clears throat> I'm speaking on the defense, bro. Our defense picked the wrong game to to decide not to show up. Um, obviously that part part of that is is Dallas's offense. Hey, they they might they might be starting to gel. I was hoping we'd be able to shut down the run. Clearly didn't do that. We did fairly well against the pass, but we let Zeke and Paula fucking eat, bro. And you you don't win. You don't know no 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 no. It don't matter what level of football you at. You don't win if you can't you can't make a team one dimension. And Dallas did whatever they wanted to. Um, third quarters. Again, coaching got to get better because if, if we'd have been able to hang in there in the fucking third quarter, we might have actually been able to do some shit in the fourth. We go out and, and do absolutely nothing. Let Dallas fucking go off on the. Is that Dan? A lot of learning. A lot of learning <laughs> at this point. Um, it, it's not a bad loss. Um, they showed some grit. Sam threw two picks. It's that that was piss poor decision making. Uh, but he, he showed he showed some 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 resiliency. Went back out there in the fourth through two touchdowns. Um, proud of him in that sense. Better yeah. play calling. Better better execution. Hey, it's, 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 it's a bummer. Um, we got to wallow in this shit for a few days, and then it's on to it's on to whoever the hell we got next. I ain't even paid no attention to the, the schedule. It's the Eagles. Eagles. I ain't too pissed off with the loss. Disappointed. I ain't really pissed off. But This is a call of night for me. Kudos to the boys. Uh, yeah. Panther Nation. Keep pounding. Hey, t- that's Justin right there. Yeah. Hey, but uh, before we go into Justin's fantastic call, we've got 116 people watching. CK, give me that shame, baby. Let's take a look in my eyes for just a moment. I need all of you who have watched this for at least the past 10 seconds and not hit that like button. Do me a favor, move your finger over to that little thumbs up right there, bottom of the stream. Hey, hit that like button. This is subscriber shame. Subscriber shame (laughs) in your face. Hit that thumbs up button. Listen, we were expecting to win today, but we're here giving you some free Panthers therapy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit that notification bell. So that way you know every single time your therapy session goes live. That's all you got to do, man. All we ask for. All we ask for. But, yes, fantastic call by my man, J.D., man. Um, yeah, Justin, I'm, look, I'm optimistic going forward. Right now I'm thinking that we beat the Philadelphia Eagles even after the performance that we gave today, man. Like I'm not, I'm not ready to, you know, freak out the the and i think what makes it better and tell me if you guys agree or not it's the fact that we responded the panthers didn't get blown out today we got slapped around a little bit 
but we kept it close. We kept 100%. it competitive, and we didn't get absolute slapped in front of the world. I mean, we we, we had a respectable. Well, we did for a minute. It looked like yeah, it for a minute. Thank God. We didn't give up. Can we talk about how bad of a coach Mike McCarthy is, please? <laughs> He's awful. Like, He's awful. He is a bad coach, bro. Like, he, like, if you combine what he did on Monday night with what he did tonight, it's surprising that they have a winning season already. Like, it it's was really almost surprising. started to feel like this is that, um, that, that narrative of the Cowboys are going to screw up. Like right. I almost started to believe it at seven minutes left in the fourth. I was like, everybody they're over there like partying and the Carolina Panthers about to go score and we're going to do something. It was, uh, and uh, let's bring, I'm going to circle it back to the caller and we're going to work all of this all into one. First of all, I love that call because he should come on the show and just sum up the game. I mean, I felt like he went from point to point so seamlessly. Um, but when it comes down to it, you start with our coaches. And uh, if you're talking about Michael McCarthy and their problems, they gave us an opportunity late in the game, but we had no timeouts. And why we don't have these timeouts, you know, I do think that you have to call the timeouts at certain cases so you don't just ruin a moment entirely. Like the pa- things were about to get away from the Panthers. But it was it's inexplicable to me how in certain situations we're just not ready to go run the play. We know we have to go run in that moment. And ha- having some timeouts at the end would have per- con- conceivably helped us at this point. Right. right? Um, so let's start with that point. What is going on? It-, it seems to be a communication issue today. We had a problem in what I don't think we've had all season, which is the clock getting down uh, to the double zeros. Right. And that's why they were calling these. Why was where the, where the, was the Panthers offense just overwhelmed at this point? Where do you think this breakdown started guys? I feel like it's a coaching personally. Like I, 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 we say that we haven't seen this all year, all year. We have, like I have felt constantly when we needed to be in hurry up, like even last year, like our, our offense is the slowest offense of any team. Like when it comes to like, actually like a two minute warning, like nobody's rushing. Nobody is like, feels like, like other teams have their shit together way better and more effectively than we do. And I think that boils down to coaching. I feel like that there's an issue when you're in the final 12 minutes of a game and you're letting the clock get down to zero. I don't care what the game plan is and the fact that you probably want to slow it down for Sam Darnold to make sure he's not sitting there overthinking things, but that's just, that's bad coaching. That's something that you need to, you need to be able to preach on and maybe need to to practice more because, you know, we've, we, we want to bury, you know, Teddy Bridgewater for saying what he did. But I almost wonder like at this point in time with what you see from this offense, when time is of, of an essence, like they're not putting that that things together and making this look like it's a effectively run NFL squad. Next point on the list is well, we've already talked about the offensive line. Let's stick with the coaches, Cody. Is when is ha, is Joe Brady the mastermind that you believed him to be? Is he um, brilliant? Is he learning on the job and doing pretty well, or do you think he needs to make up some grounds because some of this has to come back? like you said, uh, to coaching, and he's part of that conversation. It does. But, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't been impressed with what I have seen. I mean, it's one of those things where when the play goes well, you know, we're all heaping the praises, and then when it sucks, we're shitting on them. But I think for the most part, what we saw today is that when the Panthers didn't make a play on offense, either of two things happened. Either 
our uh, offensive line was getting absolutely dog walked or Sam threw a bad pass or the Cowboys just flat out had good coverage. I don't really recall a single time where we saw Joe Brady and was like, dude, what the hell is that play? I, I, I felt right. like we've seen some of those before. We didn't see them today, but then also we made a bunch of big time fourth down conversions. Uh, I mean, even giving the ball to Robbie Anderson on that jet sweep when they're all thinking that you're going to run on fourth and one, that was a really good play call by Joe Brady. And Greg Olson even mentioned it on the broadcast and said, yeah, you know, uh, Joe Brady's calling into Matt Rule and says, no, put the offense back on the field. I got this. I got something for him. Uh, and then later on that fourth and eight, uh, I believe it was at the end of the third quarter that uh, you know we got that ball to Zilstra. That was a good play. It was a good play call, and it was a good execution too. So, I mean, I really, again, we haven't had that lights-out performance as an offense yet, so it's hard for me to really anoint anyone at this time. Sure, right. But Joe Brady is not a problem on this football team. And dare I say he's even an asset at this time when he doesn't even have Christian McCaffrey. I think we we need to think of Joe Brady as only going to get, he's going to get better. Yeah. That's right? the hope. And is that sure? Is that, do you want to judge any player or any coach by like, well, they weren't perfect. So then they suck. Right. Or they aren't transcendent is I think we, we need to work on situational football a little bit more. We need to get a little bit more into thinking about the clock always, like the clock being part of our routine. And I think improved communication, right? I just hate to see us having to take the timeouts, hate having to get delay of game penalties. This happened last year, and it didn't happen as much to delay games. I felt like we hadn't had to do any of that. It felt a little bit more cleaner today. We even felt like it was like, oh, crap, we're getting a little overwhelmed. But what I really liked about Joe Brady here is when I was starting to panic, he didn't. You know, and it was like this, is yes, it feels like we are so far behind, and it feels like the momentum has shifted to Dallas, but we're not going to be able to win this game in one play. So go run the ball right now. Go pick up eight yards. Go move the ball. And it didn't seem like entirely – I did like this about this team, is that we got beat up, but we kept getting up kept getting up and we showed some resolve and i don't think that joe brady panicked that's right. my kind of opinion let's go to the next call two two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. 258 oh c3 is justin again uh i, I just i felt like i, I, <laughs> I got I you call in and further elaborate on uh he's gonna take the show from um, me i'm gonna ask him to host I, it i'm i'm honestly he's great on fridays man or or my, he's very my, good my hope for joe brady being uh, and a, a wonder kid as an offensive coordinator. Oh, perfect. It, it, he he leaving he, he's leaving me uh wanting more. Game in and game out. He's leaving me wanting more. Um we have way too too many like way the, the like skill position is loaded with talent. Off the offensive line obviously needs to be addressed as soon as possible. But some of this man's play calling, like Situational, situational play calling, and, and overall, it, it's 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 not been like he, he he's no Sean McVay. 
And that's what people were hyping him up to be. Sean McVay, like, but he's, he's also in his second year. In that man's stratosphere. Um, uh, I would have, I would have lo- loved to see us put up more points. Uh, like I said, the third quarter lows, uh, team coming out flat. Um, you you saw Dallas's corners were just sitting on our routes. All that that underneath, they were just flat footed, waiting for the ball to come out to break on it. He, he after that, that first after the first few plays of seeing this, it, it should have been take shots downfield, go across the middle. Um, oh, JD, I disagree with I, you, bro. I can't say all of that and act as if Sam was perfect today. Sam needs to work on his his deep ball accuracy. He he left a few of them. There was there's that one shot to Robbie where he he, he sailed way too high, like way too far down the field. Overall, overall, like I said, not disappointed. Uh, not disappointed. Not too upset, but extremely disappointed. Um, All right, man. We appreciate the call. I I disagree though with the Joe Brady stuff. Is like uh, as we've heard all the talk about the Cowboys for the last two weeks. We've watched the Cowboys, but they, I think right. they've been in prime time plenty. And all I've heard is this: is uh, Kellen Moore, whatever, isn't that his name? Yeah. And it was like, oh, Mike McCarthy, let this dude stick around. He's been with Dak. And I, I mean, like, if you would have judged him in his beginning by, like, he's grown into it. And I was thinking of somebody else, too. And he's like, you've been in this situation before. You've been down two scores. You've, you've seen these looks over and over. And so experiential knowledge for these guys is going to become important. And I think we're going to have to judge Joe Brady on that experiential like later like we have to give him time to grow with a quarterback and it does not look like it's been he's been overwhelmed at this point no and listen like who do we give credit for obviously sam Darnold himself but sam Darnold keeps on putting up 300 yard performances and again that's with this offensive line so the the part where i disagreed with justin justin you were saying that the uh cowboys we're sitting on those routes. Well, yeah, because they know that Sam has to get the ball out quick because their defensive line Agreed. is winning at the snap. So, yeah, they knew that they could sit down on routes. If our receivers had some more time just to be in space and, and, and run their routes, I have no doubt in my mind that we would have the perfect play calls to be able to get the ball downfield. Now, granted, I do think that Sam has been inaccurate on the deep ball, but I'm I I am inclined to believe that that will get better once we have some decent pass protection and Sam is able to get that reliant uh, shot downfield. Like he has, and to that's really... what we're talking about is decent pass protection. You know yeah. what the sad thing about this offensive line is is it's worse than some we've had in the past because there's nothing good about it. Right, is that sometimes in the past we could be like, oh, well, we have a shitty left tackle, but we've got a great right guard. We've got a shitty whatever, but we got somebody, the center, Matt Khalil or Ryan Khalil is good. In this case right here, is it's like everybody's getting beat the fuck up. And the fact today is that we're not even being that hard on Cam Irvin because we actually believe he's played better than we expected him to play. Right. Right, it's like it's just a big, it's a big, big shit sandwich all the way across. Yeah, yeah. Even so in Paradise, to... who's supposed to be a good, uh, a good center, and he's just getting beat up, man. Just beat the fuck up. 
they put him on the interview stand today. And I feel like that was kind of telling in and of itself. Like, hey, go speak for your performance. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. So, That's crazy. All right, next call. Hey, Jay Link. I've just left the game. That third quarter did it again. That O line, O line, O line. Oh, I think that's Lance. He made some mistakes, but I'd blame most of that on the O line because it's not him. But hey, he fought back. He got, man, so close. Our defense needs to tighten up and run defense. But we'll see. We'll see. Keep counting. I like that. We fought back. We are three and one. Right. Let's not forget that is that this was a whooping. We got a whooping. We got sent to our room. Our parents whooped us. And now we got sent to our room. We're going to go pull ourselves together. We're going to come out tomorrow. It's going to be a better day. Right. right? And before it is, we got to talk to G Baby. It's G Baby. I'm going to cut. I'm just going to cut straight to it. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. Same energy. Your boy Sam Donner lost us this fucking game. We can oh, blame Sam it all lost all the game. Want, but when it came down to the nitty gritty, he's overthrowing receivers every fucking time, man. Every time, Cody, open your fucking eyes. Stop. That Sam didn't lose us. I guess, I guess his four that touchdowns he scored didn't bro. matter. Yeah. But he also <laughs> threw two crucial interceptions, and they scored off the motherfucking interceptions, bro. Overthrowing receivers. And this isn't the first fucking game. He's done it consistently. And this is why I say he's not going to take us to the promised land. He doesn't have that killer instinct. He don't have it, bro. How do we go from being up 14 to 13, which should have been 14 to fucking six? Or this should have had 14 to seven, whatever you want to call it. You're arguing about saying that, bud. How do we go from being 14 to 13, being down down there 21 points at the start of the fucking fourth quarter, bro? That's unacceptable. Joe Brady, I'm starting to petition. I want the motherfucker fired. He needs to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, bro. Wow. Joe, you're so emotional, me, dog. The third straight fucking game, fourth straight game. These third quarter woes. What the fuck, man? We got the ball back in the fucking second half. That shouldn't yeah. happen, Cody. Sam Darnold, that shouldn't happen, bro. Stop putting so much praise on these your fault, Cody. Kitties, bro. Your fault. What yeah. happens when the ball is to the fucking air? Nah, there's wisdom in G Baby's emotion. And that's why we yeah. lost this game. Blame it on the offensive line all you want, but who's who the ball's in his fucking hands and he's the one that threw the interceptions, bro. When the fucking game's on the line. Your boy, Sammy shriveled up little stick. Like a cold day in Antarctica. Keep that same energy, <laughs> Cody Black. I wanna hear it tonight, boy. Love it. All right. So there is some wisdom in G Baby's emotional appeals, right? And look, we right. did we come out in, th- in in the third quarter and again offensive inconsistency an opportunity to come out and really take the wind out of the sails for this the crowd right you've had them sitting the whole halftime they just went and got something to eat they stood in the lines and all of a sudden you can come out and get this ball and go put some points up and we couldn't do it right and that is part because of Sam Darnold missing Terrace Marshall Jr Right, that's also part uh, of us opting for a field goal and not making it. But this offense, there has been an offensive inconsistency throughout the season, and then it today um, it was uh, complicated by what weren't these the first interceptions Sam Darnold's thrown all season? Technically, the second, and third, because I consider that kind of fumble interception. So what fumble? 
Which so one, one was he that? Had what like, game was that from? Uh, two games yeah, ago, the, I think. The, the one stupid. where he Oh, because it was like a shuffle pass yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they consider that an interception. Okay. Well, in my mind, I thought today was the first. Like, these are his, today, I would say this is the first game we saw Sam Darnold make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, those were mistakes. Too. The two interceptions were not good. I mean, like, but I mean, gotta, you know, you you knew they were going to get Tony. picked. He, he should have had four interceptions. Yeah. I mean, there were. Yeah, there were you're right. Two, oh, you're right. I mean, let's and that's why we can't give enough. Sam Donald a complete pass on this, and that's why there's wisdom in G Baby's call to this point right. is that yeah, we have we understand in context the offensive line is is horrendous, and Sam Donald's actually played a little bit better than we expected, but today was his first Sam Donald game, kind of, or there were moments at least you could say, and and the best part is is that he didn't fall into the funk forever. Right. Like uh, Cody was saying earlier, mm-hmm. is that the team somehow found a way to get out yeah. of that. Like they started playing like the Jets and said, we're a little bit better than the Jets in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Again, I'm not absolving him. I actually think I'm being very fair on Sam Donald. I'm not saying that uh, Sam has lit it up or that it is without fault. But again, G Baby and everybody that is choosing to like, put it on Sam, you've got to understand you have unrealistic expectations about a quarterback who is thrown for 300 yards every single week behind a terrible offensive line. I mean, again, Sam is doing his part. He is in no means holding back our offense. Like, no one can... I would agree with that. Until yeah, but last week when you guys were gushing him after the Houston game, all you said was this: is like he did everything perfectly possible, and today he didn't do everything perfectly possible. He didn't. It's true. The, the main thing is, and this is what I think we were all wanting to see from Sam Darnold: is when you play from behind, and it is going to end up being a shootout, whether or not you're going to be able to respond. And he didn't at first. Right. And and I think at that moment in time, we had an opportunity to crumble. Right. We could have just like tucked our ears back and not actually put up a fight. And we did. And Sam Darnold was very efficient and he was very effective. But to G Baby's point, and I mentioned it earlier, he hasn't been great with the deep ball, which is something that we've been wanting to see. Like it, when I say not great, I would tell you that he's probably been below average with, you know, throwing the ball beyond 20 yards down the field. Like he's got one pass. That was a 20-yarder, and that was to, to Robbie Anderson for that touchdown in week one. Everything else, he's had wide-open receivers, in the out, just nobody to stop him from going for a touchdown, and he's just overthrown them. And sometimes it's just by a, a foot or two. Sometimes it's in the like fingertips, right? And, and, and that's, that's nice to see, but I'm hoping that we can see him pull it together because I think that's most important, in my opinion. If he can, if he can find a way to get that timing and get himself like settled in, then we, we have an opportunity for him to actually be explosive. Right now, we're just not seeing it. Well, we have All right, let's go. Then. Playing pressure too. Right. Like I said, yeah. you know, majority of the second, you know, in the second second half, first second, or you know, the first half, first second half. I mean, honestly, yeah, I felt like he held on too long. Yeah, his timing wasn't really that great, but I mean, right. the pressure was just like nonstop. So now we got to get to see a good gauge of how he does handle under pressure. So. Last last aspect about G-Baby's call, I'll ask Greg, who when uh, the Carolina Panthers hired Matt Rule and then we were giving Joe Brady and all of this, is 
Greg was the person that said, I want to wait and see before I make a decision. Uh, we've talked about how poor the offensive line played today at times. We've talked uh, good and bad about the defense, good and bad about Sam Darnold. Your thoughts on the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. We're now a quarter way through their second year. Um, what are you seeing is today, are you kind of like with Cody, who is like not even really seeing this as a blip on the radar for us? Or is what are your thoughts about the coaching staff after today? Well, I mean, everybody's known my thoughts beforehand. I've not been a big fan of the decisions they've made and where they've been going with it. And I haven't been very confident in where it was going to be. But based on where we're at now, like I said, we're three and one. Uh, you know, and and no matter what anybody wants to say about the game today, we didn't look bad. I really feel like Dallas is one of the best teams in the NFL, and we just we almost had a comeback win against them behind right. a coaching staff that you know had some pretty good play calls and and a team good team they put together. So I'm starting to like these coaches more. I'm starting to see the uh, vision they had, and if it's starting to come into play, then I can I can deal with these guys in the future because they haven't. I haven't seen anything in game so far that's so like egregious other than maybe clock management with the coaches. That's really, really pissed me off that. And the offensive line's horrible, but we've yeah. all agreed upon that. They're going to have to get better. They're just going to have to get better. Like G baby. I mean, a lot of things are going to have to get better, but again, three and one, let's go to the next call. The numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. What's going on? C three mission. This is Jay Anderson. Hitting y'all up. Um, what up Jay? Saw the game. I was really hoping we'd get that win, but didn't get it. Um, I know a lot of people gonna have a lot of blames to go around. You know, I'm not gonna jump on Sam. I'm not gonna jump on Sam Donald. You know, granted, the offensive line could have done better. Um, defense, they got ran over in the second half. They did good in the first half. Just got yep. ran over in the second half. Um, Joe Brady should have called. Some better plays and stuff like that. But main thing I want to get on about Sam Darnold is like this is not a criticism. This is just this is just a fair point. Um, and I always have said this: I'm not a Sam Darnold believer. The reason why is because I don't believe he is a guy that can lead a team. I always think that he needs everything to go right around him. For him, you know, for the team to lead him, not for him to lead the team. Because thing is about thing is difference about elite quarterbacks. Elite quarterbacks, you um, you basically when something is like when you're missing your best running back, or you're missing your best wide receiver, or your defense ain't doing, you know, ain't doing too good, you gonna have to go toe to toe with the other team point. And, you know, the elite quarterbacks can do that. I don't think Sam Darnold is that type of quarterback that can, you know, lead a team to a comeback, that can lead a team toe-to-toe with the other team and stuff like that. And, so, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, there's a lot of good quarter, it's a lot of good quarterbacks who, you know, who just were like, you know, I don't think just, Sam Darnold I was going to say the same shit, bro. You know. You know, hopefully, them boys bounce back. You know, I'll let y'all. Look. All right, jump in there. I mean, listen, I'm I'm willing to extend this olive branch that the you know the jury is still out on right. Sam Darnold. 
But I, damn, man, I really don't know what y'all wanted this man to do. Like, what was Sam Darnold going to do to win this game? Somebody please tell me that either on this podcast or in the chat. Like, what was Sam going to do different? I'm not saying. Well, he perfect. would have to play perfectly for the Panthers to win this game. That's what I'm saying. I told you Even the if he the did, everything but, had to go right. And he is uh, part of it not going right. Like, right. we're not going to absolve if, him. But, like, what does play perfect mean, though? Like, not. Well, how about this? Is, yeah, not throwing picks. Well, uh, not overthrowing those routes, not having the communication problems, right, that lead to us missing the, the timeouts. I mean, he's all part of that. And I'm not saying, like, hey, I think this is where we need to caution here is that don't go ahead and say that um, I'm, I'm not ready to say he can't lead this team. In fact, I think I saw some good um, kind of mental toughness from Sam yeah, in, yeah. in the face of his mistakes. But the point is, is that, like, yeah, is there's heat – Everything has to go right for you to, to win, period. And that doesn't matter who it is. Everything has to go right. And Sam Darnold did not play that elite-level football that he played at the end of that game in the Houston game. He didn't play trash either. But at the same time, he made mistakes, Cody. And, right? right? And that's what he is. It's like, but I'm not ready to say he can't be better than that. Right? Exactly. Like we can put him, we can put him in a better circumstance. I think he can just play better. Yeah. I think the majority of us can oh, probably right. all agree. Sam isn't the biggest problem on this on this team. That's that's no, the part. Like Sam wasn't the biggest shot. reason we lost. Like that's right. that's the He's part. He's not I even number two. Can right. I, can I throw some stats out there for Sam? I'm sorry, it's it. Coach TK. Were you? I didn't no, do it, it, do it, do it. Yeah. So check it out. This is before this week. This is going into this week, and we can kind of extrapolate out where he would be at after this week based on his stats this week because he had pretty good stats this week. Four touchdowns, over 250 yards passing, good completion percentage. But going into this week, <clears throat> he was 15th in percentage at 68.2%. He was ninth in passing yards. He was only 200 behind the number one guy in passing yards, so he's damn near the top in passing yards. 10th in average, 8.3. 10th in longest pass at 57 uh, leading the league in rushing touchdowns, he's only like ninth place in overall in uh, in passing touchdowns and overall, or not ninth, but like thirteenth place in overall passing touchdowns. Yes, we got thirteenth place, and then overall he's second in total touchdowns. Okay, and he's got a QBR of ninety eight point two. Like before this game, he was fifth in the league in interceptions with one. Now he has two, now he's three, which still is better than the ninth or tenth place person going into this week. So. He's a top 10 quarterback behind this offensive line, everybody. Whether you want to say it or not, the stats don't lie. Like, he's a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, uh, we're all on the same page pretty much. Sam can be better. Sam hasn't been perfect. All I'm saying is Sam is not the reason to freak out. And that Sam, even for as bad as some of those interceptions were, and, again, I'm not trying to justify those interceptions, I've seen worse interceptions, but there were still interceptions either way. Right. That Sam did not lose us the game, and I don't think that there was much more that he could have done, especially at the end, to you know win us that game. All things considered. So, yeah, man, I Cody, we're, we're going to continue to have these have these discussions. How do you? How would you have felt if um, we walked into the fourth quarter? down 22 points and Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback or if Sam Darnold was a quarterback. And I got to tell you, this is that, yeah, Sam Darnold didn't play perfect today, but 22 down with Teddy, I felt like would have been like, it would have taken us three games to make up. 
Oh yeah, like we <laughs> we pulled our starters. We definitely <laughs> feel yeah. better. And with that offensive line, yeah, be tough. I mean, I yeah. think that Sam Darnold has played above what I expected him to be. Well above. I just want to give him that. Yeah. Hey, shout out to um, Sleeping Forest in the chat for the four ninety nine love bomb. He says, "Keep pounding." We definitely appreciate you, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page, Tony. All right, on, uh, let's so, go to the next call. Hey, this is Bailey from uh, the Pacific Northwest up here in Norm- from northern Idaho. Um, listen, can we just fire Matt Rule already? I mean, <sighs> the reality of the matter is that Damn. defense was terrible today. And that's that's okay. I mean, in the current modern NFL, it's not supposed to be defense first. It's offense. You have to be able to win shootouts. And – whether we like it or not, he's had a hand in every single one of these drafts. I mean, if not, he's been the person picking the player. And he picked Derek Brown, who uh, they said straight coming out of college was not a pass rusher. Right? He's a run stopper. He ain't good at run stopping. And then we picked Yuri Gross Matos, who's consistently injured. We picked Jeremy Chin, who, while he's attacking Who's freaking team, amazing. Come on. Injury. Keep his mouth name out your mouth. In this year's draft, who broke his freaking foot on a non-contact injury. I mean, how fragile can you possibly be? The modern day NFL is not built to be defense first. We've invested nothing in our offense over the past two years. Nothing. I'm about to bounce this. We have a bunch of rookies who can't even beat washed out offensive line. All right, I can't take it anymore. All right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, but you got call. to wash that offensive line. You once you start talking junk about Jeremy Chin, like I'm like a lost cause, right? I agree with one thing that he said, and that the the NFL is definitely moving to an offensive league. It's you know you you build to be able to put up a lot of touchdowns passing the football. You build a badass offensive line, and then you're able to pass protect, or or then you're able to pass rush too. And that's kind of how how they build teams. But I think the NFL is just moving to a place where you need to be balanced. Like you can't be shitty at any one thing. That's the thing. It's like, I'm sorry. You can't be shitty on the offensive line. You can't be shitty on the defensive front. You've got to be average or better than average and great at certain positions. But, like, you can't win with a shitty offense and a fantastic defense. Mm -hmm. You can't win with a fantastic offense and a shitty defense. Like, you have to have – you have to be good at all levels in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now our offensive line – Continues to be the Achilles heel for the Carolina Panthers for the last decade. Yeah. Hey, before hold on, before you start that call, hold on, before you start that call, Sarah's got to leave. We want to thank Sarah for joining us and uh, come and hang out with us today. We definitely need some more female energy on this podcast sometimes, man. So definitely love having Sarah. And um, yeah, you have anything you want to tell everybody before you uh, before you jump out of here? Um. Well, definitely keep pounding. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving up this season. I mean, right. hey, like I said, three and one. I mean, you know, we've exposed some of our vulnerabilities, but I mean, hey, that happens. Every quarterback has issues with pressure. I mean, that was the whole point. You know, we always went after, um, you know, Matty Ice. We always, you know, got him. You know, we always went after Brady. And I mean, you know, I mean, it happens. So, I mean, I'm not throwing in my towel just yet. Yeah, my blood pressure kind of goes up every now and again, but hey. <laughs> That's what happens, man. It's our cardiac cats 2.0. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> but, yeah, but I want to give a shout-out to my boy Zilstra because, yes, he is my wide receiver. That's the one that I always – that's the one I always look out for. So, he kind of gave me a little shot in the arm today. So, 
But other than that, keep pounding, fellas, and maybe we'll talk to you next week. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, Take care, guys. Good right, to talk to you, sir. Um, can I can I add to that call? Like, as much as we hate a lot of the points, he does have a very good point, which is we have not addressed this offensive line. I mean, we want to talk yeah. about Brown and and uh, and and Christensen, but even with that, if you want to get technical, we haven't even given them an opportunity to actually show that they are a capable offensive lineman. So he does have a point from the coaching staff's in, inept ability to or inability, I should say, um, to actually put talent that's going to protect the quarterback in front of them um now this is year two this is scott fitter's first year Only two drafts um, though yeah this is i mean so putting that into perspective is important i think but it's still like it is a problem when you you it, we want to talk about like we're really thankful that we put all this effort into our defense and it's starting to pay off having such a good defense obviously up until today but you also got to look at the the fact that how often do you go all defense I don't know. I want man. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this though. Is that today you saw last year the Dallas Cowboys were historically bad defense. Right. The year before that we were, right. The the team that Matt Rule and them came in and had to deal with was one that had a reputation for having a good defense under Ron Rivera, but got old quick, like in a hurry. Could not stop the run. Let's go back to 2018 and 2019 and remember those two seasons where we couldn't stop the run at all. We had to go through this sort of per. It, it hurt. Yeah, it kind of hurts when you go when you get a draft. You go all defense has really never been done in the NFL. But look at what our defense has been. I mean, and yeah, today they gave up. They gave up yards. Right today they didn't have a great day. But we went from being a historically bad defense to being a number one defense in the league just through three weeks. So I, I don't want to shit on these, these defensive players just yet. Like I ain't ready for that, but there is a point to be made that at, at some point this offensive line is not going to get better on its own and to keep hoping that it's just going to get better. And that's where Cody's kind of frustrations continue to come to light here is that like, how do you just get better? Right last year, you know, uh, uh, we made a diff. It made a difference when we subbed uh, Jermaine Carter Jr. in last year for to your Whitehead. It made a difference. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the offensive line is that easy of a thing to make a difference on, but is there a reckoning point, or is there a moment like Cody has been calling for, where the the Carolina Panthers have to have? A, a a conversation about how can we get better it might not be easy in the beginning but it could get us better in the long run right and i mean it might hurt in, uh, in the first week but is philadelphia i don't know if philadelphia is a team to go like hey go against fletcher cox good luck and by the good way luck, real man. quick I'll, I'll pass it to you to see here greg after i read this but jordan roberts uh with the 499 says that was a bit of overreaction we need to get sam darnold better protection i think he was saying that in regards to one of the last uh calls and then uh i was asked do uh i was asked by panthers uh panthers are kings i said do you think uh we'll make a trade to improve the o-line um do any of you guys want to jump on this first because i'll go last my opinions are kind of known on this o-line but y'all go first I think that we will just because look what happened the moment that we lost JC Horn. They went immediately after somebody to be able to try to fix a, a much needed hole, which we now see is bigger than we probably were anticipating. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I think we do. I think uh, whether or not it's a big splash, I don't know. But I do think that we start making moves, whether it's a trade or not, I, I don't know. But I do think we are going to be making moves. With what? Uh, okay, great. Well, no, I'll say it leads into kind of a question that I was going to ask you a little later on is if they do decide to make moves, is there anybody out there that you think they should target? And two, what are you willing to give up? Because will, will one offensive lineman fix the line? And that's kind of my point, too. Um, it's going to take a combination of things. Uh, the only player off the top of my head right now that I think would be in consideration to trade for is Taylor Decker, the left tackle for the Lions. And But my thing is this, though. The Carolina Panthers don't have a second-round pick. We don't have a third-round pick. So are you okay with giving up a first-round pick this year and potentially even more next year? Because if we do trade for a player, to Greg's point that you just made, it's not like we need just one offensive lineman. Right. We need a few. That's of them. the point. We're not one piece away. And then here. here's the, but also here's the conundrum too. You either need draft picks to draft those players. Everyone's saying, oh, we need to have an entire draft that's nothing but offensive line. Yeah, well, maybe. But I know we also need more linebacker depth. We also need more safety depth, and. We, we know that this offseason we're going to have to pay some players potentially some pretty big money too. So it's not like you can say, oh, well, then if we don't have draft picks, we'll just go through free agency right. and, and get all of, the, all of the people that we need there. We're really going to have to manage this situation carefully. But that's, you know, hey, you know what's absolutely free and doesn't cost shit extra? For the Panthers right now, that would be playing Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen. I know I'm a broken record, and I don't care, man. It, it costs us nothing to play the young players and give them an opportunity to show them and, and, and prove themselves that they're better than the trash that we're marching out on the football field right now. Because then, and I know I'm long-winded, I apologize, then you know what you have to prepare for next season. If Deontay Brown is a serviceable guard and you know that now, then you know that you're not necessarily reaching to have to get another one in free agency or the draft. So, man, we need to play our younger players. And the longer that we wait without doing so, it is of a detriment to this football team. We don't really have a lot of capital right now. Uh, when it comes to trading, it, trading, and if we do, we can make and any capital we use, it needs to kind of go a long way. And I don't know if what you're going to be able to to make a change like the acquisition, if it adds enough to warrant uh, using that capital. I think the Henderson trade is interesting because he's got time left on his deal, and you think there's an upside there. They've continued to say that it goes beyond just this game this week, but it was also something that's going to actually help us this week. I don't know if it's going to be as easy to move for an offensive lineman that has space on his deal that uh, could positively impact this team going forward in the long term without giving up a lot. You know, so do the Panthers, do you see some movement, right? Do you see some practice squad movement, some shuffling, some acquisitions maybe? Uh, to get some more warm bodies in there. Um, certainly you could expect some of that. 
And you got to hope to expect like what Cody is saying is that how about this is not like not even just sub them in there. What about just simply activating uh, Brown? You can't play him if he doesn't even get a hat. It's you know, so I mean, like, I mean, so um, and I don't want to over trash Cam Irvin's either. He is again. Why? I know. And look, I'm not saying I don't want to praise him. I not look. I have watched guys do way worse okay. than him, and us be like, "Well, this is what we got to work with." I think it's just like uh, the whole line is sucking. Mm-hmm. So if it would be one thing if the rest of the line was all right and he was just getting beat like a drum, but they all just getting beat. That paradise at this point, it's all coming up the middle, and today it finally started coming on the edges. Uh, against Irving, but they just getting beat up, dude. They're not even getting beat, right? They're not getting beat, beat. Look, they're getting beat up. And I wish that that picture of Paradis. Look, he is there. One mm-hmm. of I want to show you the. I mean, I've showed it like a million times. I'm gonna pull it up uh, while we go to this call. He ma- actually makes the block, sorta. He just gets bowled over. <laughs> It's like it's it's not even like they missed the spot. You know what I'm saying? It's like they almost know where they need to be, and these guys just like punch them. Like, it's just, oh, God. Manhandling them. And I think that that's where the Brown hopefully would bring some of that kind of meanness, right? And like, you ain't going to punch me like that, motherfucker. You might beat me, but you ain't going to make a fool of me like that. And maybe Christensen can have some good footwork or something. I don't know. Shout (laughs) these people out. Real quick, and yeah, we'll man. Hey, shout out to Nervosh for the twenty-five. That's a big, man. big. That's a big one. We love it. We appreciate it, man. Uh, we never ask people to donate, but it's always appreciated. So again, we thank you. Nervosh says, "I'm sick of the old line problems. Do any of you believe we will get it fixed by the start of next season? It's a constant issue year after year, and it never gets fixed. And it's always our Achilles heel. And dude, that's a perfect comment. It is always our." Achilles heel. And I kind of just laid out some of the problems. Like, we don't have a lot of draft capital going into this next year. Okay. Everybody wants to pay DJ Moore and Brian Burns and potentially Hassan Reddick if he continues to have a big year for us. Oh, hey. And Dante Jackson wants to get paid again in some way, shape, or form. Like, there's a lot of mouths to feed. So that's why, in my opinion, we're never really going to know what we're going to need to do on this offensive line next year unless we know what we have right now. And that's why I've been pounding this table that we need to see what we have in Deontay Brown and Brady and Brady Christensen. Um, and, and frankly, listen, bring in your brand new center too, Matt Paradis every single game. And I know even, even me and Tony disagree on his performance last year. I thought last year Paradise was bad too. I think he's always been bad for us. Whenever he faces a consistent bull rush up the middle, he's always crumbling <laughs> and getting beat. Man, Michael Parsons. Look, I mean, he just gets back. It's just like, God. Yeah, it, up, it looks like he's full, trying to give him a hug. Screen, Tony. <laughs> put it looks up, like he's trying to give him a hug screen. and he gets pushed over. Look, yeah, just, like, give me dude, a hug. Look at this. Nah, and it's uh, it's Randy Gregory. Look at this. He just pushes him. <laughs> and and Michael like Parsons did that to him earlier. Look, I mean, all right. So that's how I feel like our line has played all year. Um, is that, and it's really come up that that gut. And I, I'm on, I'm jumping on your train now. I'm with you now, Cody. Is that really? Is it's not going to get 
it can only get so much better with the guys that we got out there, right? right. As they're not getting beat on their assignments, they're just right. getting beat up. So I'll let's die bring on this in Let's I'll let's bring in Dennis Daly. Let's bring in Christensen. Let's bring in Brown. And you know what? Give them live game reps, um, and also put them in some situations that could um, benefit them. And that is playing in good down and distance, playing from ahead. Um, it's just tough, man. It's tough when your line gets beat up like that. You know uh, that that right there reminds me of is sometimes like, would you rather? If I gave you like a million dollars, right? Would you rather get punched in the face by Mike Tyson or punched in the shoulder? It, it definitely the shoulder. I don't want my yeah. face being really. By Mike Tyson. All right. So the only the bad part about getting punched in the face is is that you may you might need some reconstructive surgery. That could be bad, but you're gonna at least be knocked out, right? You're gonna be knocked out. You ain't gonna remember nothing. Your teeth There's something embarrassing. Your it's something embarrassing when you get punched. Like you got punched in the shoulder and you like crumple. That's what yeah. my that's what happened to Paradis on that. It's, it's like, like he didn't get brother. It's just like, oh god. Yeah, it's just it's oh, a, it's just got older brother. But he gets god. older brothered by people that are smaller than him. Dude, Michael Parsons. He don't Michael- look that big, actually. He don't and then he's got this stupid haircut. Have you seen his haircut? It looks like a mohawk or something. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it at this point. The interior of the Panthers line is not mean enough. And yes, if I see you on the street, I'm sure Matt Paradis, you'll shove me down and maybe put, punch me in the shoulder for saying that. And that would be okay. Or I might bull rush your ass. You never know. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, what's right. up? This is Matt from Miami. Um, what's up, Matt? Hope you boys are doing good. Sucks to lose to the Cowboys. Ain't gonna lie. I'm ble- I was on Bleacher Report today looking at all the comments. I thought we were going to win. Having to listen to those uh, Cowboy fans is tough. But, uh, listen, I think we showed a lot of resolve today. Um, I got to give it up to Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, he threw two picks. But, you know, in the in the fourth quarter, he, he came back. Um, he showed that it didn't really bother him, that he could kind of fight through that. You know, we were down. We didn't have Chris McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard is not yet what we need him to be. And so, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this loss as like the end all be all for the Carolina Panthers. I think we showed a lot of resolve. I think, honestly, if I say it in my Panthers heart, we are gonna see these Cowboys in the playoffs, and I think we can beat them in the playoffs. But um, I'm just gonna say, you know, keep pounding. We'll be back. I think we'll beat the Eagles. Now, if we lose next week to the Eagles, the same fashion, then we can talk. But as of right now, this is a good call. I think uh, I think we can beat the Eagles, um, and I think we'll bounce back from this game. That 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 call gets the applause. I think it's a fair uh, assessment. And listen, like the sky's not falling, folks. Um, let's get back on track against the Eagles, and let's not forget that Dallas is a good team, despite Mike McCarthy. Can we circle back to that, CK? As you brought that up earlier, what is right. going on? And what today stood out to you? Because there were two points, and they all came in the first half, and you almost wondered are they going to come back and bite them in the yeah. butt as they fell asleep right. game managing these players. What happened at the end of that quarter? One of them was with uh, – was it a declining the penalty and going yeah, for the third and Yeah, it started – yeah, declining the penalty, giving us a third and 12 instead of a second and, like, 20. Um or no, no, or, or something. It was something like it, it would have been long, right? 
Yeah, like, it would have been a very long, like, you know, like it was it a 10 yard penalty. Right. I think it would have been 10 yards for holding, right? 10 yeah, yards. Yeah, you're right. So that would have been second, been second and, then, and 22. And then going for the two um, and uh, a couple of fourth downs they decided to go for uh, as well when it didn't really make sense, you know. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm combining it with all the stuff that I've seen last year and this year. Uh, or last week uh, as well with the not calling a timeout with, I mean, I know they were winning. I mean, they won handedly over the Eagles, but there was an opportunity for them to put them away early in the, like before even going into the half. And they just let the clock run. Everybody was really questioning that. I felt like, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I look at what I see Mike McCarthy do and it just, I, I question everything. Like the dude just doesn't come across as somebody who is going to lead a team to a, to a, uh, an actual consistent winning schedule, um, which is what he always struggled with. Um, he, he benefited highly from having a really good quarterback uh, in Aaron Rodgers when he was with the Packers, and he still was able to screw that up. So, What do you guys yeah. think about Dan Quinn out there? I, talk about a guy that, uh, to me, looks like um, rejuvenating a career that almost uh, I felt was going out on a bad note, particularly in Atlanta. Yeah, and then you got their their offensive coordinator. Wouldn't be surprised if Mark Mike McCarthy's ushered out. Didn't the Cowboys do this one time before, where they ushered out a coach? Was it Wade Phillips or somebody like that? And they put in Jason Garrett. I wonder if the Moore, what's his name, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. I mean, he's in another Joe Brady situation where if if they continue to have a really good offense, he's going to yeah, be a head yeah. coaching candidate. What if uh, Jerry Jones just promotes him to head coach? And they that's just like the thank question. Mike McCarthy no, for his that, time, you know. No, nah, nah, they hitched their bandwagon to Mike McCarthy, just like the Panthers hitched their bandwagon to Matt Rule. I mean, they. By the way, Kellen Moore was already on the team even beforehand, right? Even before, uh, uh, well, what's his face, McCarthy, and they they still wanted to sign Mike McCarthy. I'll say this: I think some coaches are just better coordinators than they are head coaches. Like they're good at calling plays. They're good at focusing in on what they do well. But when it comes to making decisions for the betterment of the entire football team, then, you know, it gets kind of dicey. I think yeah. Dan Quinn might fall into that category. Um, they also have a lot of talent too, man. They also have an, off, uh, an offense that complements their defense because they can run the football and keep their defense off the field and rested. They also did draft well, um, you know, on the defensive side of the football too. So yeah, Dan Quinn was also a really good coordinator when he was with the Seahawks. So Dan Quinn's a good coordinator. Um, I just don't necessarily think that he's a good head coach. Maybe he'll get another opportunity to do that. But something I thought of as you were talking, Tony, uh, last year the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost forty something to zero against the Saints and went on to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, again, we lost today. We we did a lot of things wrong. We got our asses knocked over. But now it's about how we respond. And from our coaches to our players. 38 to 3. 38 to 3, and it was, oh, that was November 8th. Can you believe that? Yeah, so that was late. Late, into the, late into the year against oh. a division rival in prime time. Again, man, our season's not over. We just have to make the necessary changes. And just like I told you guys that I would die on the hill, 
that we needed to fire Ron Rivera. I'm planted on my hill again. We need to play Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen effective yesterday. CK, I think he dismissed my Kellen Moore theory too easily. About uh, about Kellen Moore not uh, being just uh, hired like, into the like, like next position. year, just being yeah. promoted. And do you have to have an interview? Can you promote someone to that? Like if someone retired? Yeah, I mean you you can. I mean I don't know. I think you still have the uh, the issue of like uh, the rules, the, like the rules. Yeah, the like yeah, yeah we got to have a HR department. Like even, if but I would not in... be surprised if that's the case because Mike McCarthy hasn't endeared himself to anybody. Um, at this point, when especially when it comes to cowboy fans, yeah. um, and Moore is the hot name rising right now. Uh, two five two two two. Maybe another Matt Nagy, in my opinion. Oh, I hope not to hear that. Mm. <laughs> but man, but those guys responded today, didn't they? Yeah, the, the Bears two, won today, didn't they? Yeah, two five two Lions. Yeah, uh, I must say yeah. this number at some point. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. This is a short call. It's also just noise. Four seconds. I should have known. Hey, guys. First time calling in. What's up, uh, my man? It was a disappointing game. Oh, he's going to get it. Maybe on the third time. Hey, guys. First time calling in. Disappointing loss. Got to get Dallas credit. Played well. Their offensive line is a lot better than I thought. Yeah. The run defense was certain. It seemed like they were picking up five, six yards before it. Uh, we were making contact. All right, man. We're going to have to cut it off because of the noise, but we appreciate it. Sounds like you're coming out of the game. Mm-hmm. Look, maybe here he goes. Nope, this is not again, but still. Um, I think uh, we covered a lot of those points, and we support. I'm glad you guys are going to the games. Good gosh! I mean, imagine. How about shout out to the Roy and Riot Cats, all them yep. showing out for this game. Uh, a lot of people out there having a good time. Good first half for them. Uh, I know that's going to be a long uh, flight home and a tough day at work tomorrow for people as they return from a weekend of partying in Dallas. I work at home. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. What's good? C three. It's Justin. I promise this is your last call, and I'm uh, I'm gonna let you guys have a show. But yeah, I, I uh, speaking on the negatives and everything um, earlier, I, I do want to give props to the guys. Um, like you guys have been saying, they didn't just quit. Like they got punched in the mouth, got put on the ground, they got back up, and they, they kept fighting. That's that's the kind of uh, mentality you want to see out of your team, right? Um, uh, shit, it, it, there was some good today. And um, there's a lot to learn. We, when you lose, there's a lot that you can come back and look 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 at that film and learn about yourself, about the team. Um, there was some good out there. We we I feel like we're trending in the right direction. Like I said, we still took the L today, but we're trending in the, in the right direction. Um, I I didn't want to come off as completely negative towards Brady because he he has had some beautiful play calling. Um, uh, same thing with Snow. He's been on his shit. Defense, like I said, today defense got punched in their mouth, but Moving forward, like it, we, we're, I expect the team to get better. Um, sure. But yeah, that's 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 it. Um, appreciate you guys uh, <laughs> playing my calls. Keep. It. <laughs>
Man, we appreciate the support. You've uh, given us some great insight today. And let's come back to that, Cody, is that you brought this up before this call, and that is um, kind of the things that you can get stronger from out of a loss, right, is galvanizing yep. moments. Maybe this does uh, encourage our coaching staff to be a little bit more aggressive with the way they're handling the offensive line personnel or, or maybe a little bit bolder. We saw Matt Rule go for it in some – very tough positions today where it did not, if it didn't work out, then we're walking home and it looks like a college score of Alabama playing that. What's that team you always like to say? The fake team? Oh, uh, Bishop Sycamore? Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. we're on the verge of looking like Bishop Sycamore if some of those calls go the wrong way. Yeah. But you had to go and do it. You had to play aggressive. You play those numbers and it worked out. So there is some strength that can come out of this. You referenced the loss that galvanized the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'm not ready to go on to say Super Bowl hopes in the making, but the way this team responds to this, this game uh, will speak volumes to what we should think about their future, and Philadelphia is the team they will be responding with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, our, our schedule is – favorable going forward go ahead greg jump in on this well no I, we were talking earlier in the chat about what this game reminded us of and i think somebody brought up some some points about uh um see i can't remember what game you had mentioned uh, a few years ago oh the 49ers game yeah for me it kind of reminds me of that steelers game a few years ago i remember i think we were like five and oh or six and oh going to that steelers game and if this was like the game where everybody was going to decide whether we were real or not and we came out Strong, yeah, yeah, and then just got punched in the mouth. The difference was we didn't get our ass whooped the rest of the game this game, which makes me feel better about that one. It started to feel like that game. It did. It started to. In the third quarter, uh, I was thinking it reminded me a lot of the a uh, like a a moment where we would crumble. So, yeah, but we didn't, man. Kudos to this team again. You're you're allowed to feel proud of your football team even in a loss. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like the O-line stuff. We've been saying this forever, so it's not really that much of a surprise to us. But then a lot of other facets of this game, of course, we're disappointed with the defense too. But the fact that we all feel like normally this would have been a blowout loss for the Carolina Panthers and we were actually able to respond and make it a competitive game in the end, I feel like that's a very big deal yeah. too. Um, so – yeah, I'm just I'm I'm happy with uh, the fight, and thanks to Grizz, man, that's a great way to put it. The fight in this team, and that's what I think has has been on display. I don't think the coaches quit in this either, right? That like we gotta losing will make you better at times. You have to learn how to get tougher, right? Is that uh, you can't win every game. You got to get better. Uh, when it comes back to this defense, though, I think this is that we. People poo-poo how in the run game, how important it is to offenses. We try to use all these analytics to say now how important the passing attack is in the modern NFL. We try to uh, say that uh, running backs are interchangeable and things. But the fact is, is that when the when a team is able to run on you, you, you can't get in pass rushing situations. And so what happened to us today is because, and this comes two things, is when they run on you and your offense can't get you out ahead, right? If we would have been leading in this game, all of a sudden they're not handing the ball off to Zeke 20 times in a row, right? On top of that, if we can get them in some second and longs and some things and them not bust off an eight-yard run, we can do those blitzes that were working. In the beginning of this game, I I was tweeting out that Phil Snow's a wizard. We were giving them all these looks. We were doing all this. Why? Because we were in the game. We were not in those long down scenarios or 
we were in good situations for our def um, our defense where they could try to blitz up this. They were like, we blitz on every play. Well, we really don't. We just send a different person every time. Mm-hmm. But when we're behind, dude, you can't and you, and someone's running the ball on you. That that doesn't work. Like I mean, at some point you saw this. I was at the end. Now we just had to go out there and make a play. And the defense, I just felt like was getting tired, and it's a lot to ask on them. The offense has to just be more consistent in the points they put up. If we would just have gotten that field goal, if we would have gotten another touch, we came out in the first drive of the game. We we the first drive we hold them to basically like a three and out or something, not like that, but we get them off the field. They're punting on their first drive. We get the ball. Guess what we got to do? We got to punt it. Like, we can't – we just got to get it so our offense just has to be – it's good. DJ Moore is phenomenal. The offensive line stinks. Sam Darnold's played better than expectation. But we have to consistently put up more points in the, in the across right. the timeline. The timeline. That's it. Well, you saw how yeah. much better we played. I've been watching we... Loki. I'm all about the timeline. <laughs> no, hey, Greg, before you go, I got to do something real quick, man. We've got 152 people watching us, man. I know we've already done it once, but we're going to do it again. CK, give him that beautiful voice you got. Ladies and gentlemen. You have joined in in one of the greatest podcasts of the Carolina Panthers on the face of the planet, reacting to a heartbreaking loss to the to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. If you have not hit that like button, this is for you. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. But really, let's put an emphasis on that subscriber, y'all. Because let me tell you, your boys, we're moving closer and closer and closer to 3,000 subscribers. Man, that's a big number, We need y'all's help. Mm -hmm. If you like this content, if you enjoy it, we're going to be continuing to put out Panthers content all year this year. Fantastic, in-depth Carolina Panther discussion just like this. If you appreciate that, hit the notification bell. Hit the subscribe button so that way you know every single time we go live, every single time we upload, and give you this Panther content that you're craving. Now, Greg, back to you, man. <laughs> well, I was just going to comment on what we were talking about here. Do you guys notice how much better the Panthers they were playing when they sped up the offense a little bit? When we stopped running the clock down to one every single time? When they, they had to at the end. But I feel like when you do that, we were interchanging players out and put players in there you wouldn't normally see. It was a different, uh, different look for the defense. I just I complained about it last week. I think we play too slow. We don't need to draw to, to run the clock down to one second every single play. You know, it, it just feels like Panthers games are so short because of that a lot of times. But or we don't get as many offensive opportunities. But I feel like today when we had to, we played better when we were playing fast. Did you notice Greg Olson too roasting Sam Donald too? Like Sam needs to be better. He needs to hurry up at the line yeah. and know the play clock and snap the ball, which. Yes, he was 100% correct in that uh, And I told you this too. communication stuff, man, and I don't know if it's on who it's on, and then right. that's one of the things that Sam Darnold has to be, like you said, I don't know what he got to be better at. Well, that's one of them. The clock getting down to double zeros ain't supposed to be the case. All right. And actually, let's. Uh, I do have to ask this. Greg, did you have to leave, or were you just trying to make a comment? No, I, I was trying to make a comment. I feel like I'm out. Okay, you're cool. Good. Uh, good. I'm glad you're staying. <laughs> Can y'all explain to me what that Fox 
thing was at the end? Because this sure seemed like a bad idea when I was watching where we got the 12 men. But you guys said, so at the, at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, Matt Rule is seen shoving Morgan Fox out onto the field. And the Panthers get a 12 men on the field penalty. I thought it was bad because I thought we were about to put them in a third. Uh, in a third, they were like in a third three situation. Maybe we can right. get them off the field. But you guys were saying there was something. Was that a bad coaching move, or was there something that I was? You said there was something. Well, to you, it. I would say, like if you look at what what, what we were dealing with with the uh, with that deep with the um, offense, we weren't stopping the run at all. They had already run up. It was second and two, and we if they had gotten to the the two minute warning after like letting the clock run down by getting the first down there then it was a guaranteed game over, right? Where, where he, When that penalty happened, it stopped the clock, forcing them to run two plays before the two-minute warning and then allowing our opportunity for us to come back from that. Um, okay. It obviously didn't work out the way that we wanted it to, but it wasn't, but it wasn't just play. like a miscommunication issue. That we, was something like that was so. sort of thought out. It looked like it was just based on the fact that he was talking to Morgan Fox and he was pushing him out on the field like that. It seemed very much intentional. Okay. But I like that. I'm glad. I don't. Like I'm I not said, glad, but I'm glad somebody could tell me what the hell was going on because I was like, "Why the fuck another penalty?" Well, I guess I just don't understand it then, uh, uh, because like he pushes them out there and you get the penalty. Yeah, it stops the clock, but you automatically gave him the first down. So doesn't that defeat the purpose? No, because they were going to get the first down anyway. Maybe, but we they stopped him right there. I mean, it was third yeah, three. Right? That, that's that's no faith in your defense. It was, second, we stopped it was second and three. It was second and was three. It? Oh, yeah, it was second, second and three, three. and okay. uh, and okay. the problem that with it is if they had gotten a first down and they we let them run the clock down, right? Game over. It was no game over. What. Promise, guaranteed, okay. right? And it was only three yards to go on a second See, down. This is why we got to talk okay. about this in the car leaving the game, folks. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's keep pounding through with these calls. Still Panther Nation, C three podcast. It's your boy. Look, don't get down. Do not get down. Because you know what? They stole a fumble from us. And not one motherfucking time did they, did them refs bother to call holding against the Cowboys fucking mm-hmm. O-line. And that mm-hmm. O-line is not. Oh, crazy. my God. And that's what it is. Amen. Three out of four plays all game. That's the truth. They, they should have thrown a flag on Dallas every play. It ain't pretty. I like it. I don't think it's a justified, justifiable loss. I really don't think so. I mean, I hate to be the sour grapes, but, I mean, come on. You screwed us out of a legitimate fumble. You screwed us. They screwed us. Then Jerry Jones checks must have cast. Hey, Mr. Tepper, you're listening? Start writing some of those checks. Start writing them. Yeah. I mean it. Start paying some of these kids' tuition bills for college. Throwing money at the ref and getting no calls and bogus calls, then sure. <clears throat> it was this game, like I said, the fact that it was one score by the end, at the very least, this game should have gone to overtime. It didn't. They robbed us. They robbed us, Panther Nation. They robbed us. It is fair to say. I won't go that far. It does. First the half, again, was tough world. with the refs. Saw that second fumble get blown. Totally blown. Totally mm-hmm. blown. And not was it just a fumble. It was a fumble on their side of the field. You mean to tell me we wouldn't have come over with at least three? Mm-hmm. The way this offense played, 
I see no reason to believe that they couldn't have come away, especially at that point in the game, couldn't have come away with six, seven, maybe even eight. And we've lost by a score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't get your head down, Panther fans. Don't get your head down, Panther Nation. Because they had to cheat. They did. They cheated. The man's feeling good. And if you think, you think I'm or not, bad, you're out of your fucking mind. And you mean to tell me that patchwork O line that they got over there in Dallas? Because it is patchwork right now because they're missing, they're missing, they're missing a starter. Still have Zach Martin. I mean, the game was their offensive line was the fine today. They screwed us the whole way. They just screwed us. There's no other way to put it. This was as bad of a work job as the Super Bowl. It really was. Look at, look at the next four games. You can tell me those aren't ones we can dominate. This is Joshua Mack. Keep fucking pounding. Keep We're going to overcome this shit, this nonsense loss. We'll see the Cowboys. All right. As a, So in some ways, I want to go, the refs have nothing to do with this. Right? And other ways, I look over at the we're watching the game pass thing, and the refs over there apologizing to Isaiah Simmons. I have no idea what he's apologizing over him, but it's probably some terrible call. the The refs today. Well, I just saw went, that. Yeah. What did, did you just see it? Like, I mean, yeah, he's like apologizing. He like, went over to the sideline to Isaiah Simmons on the bench to apologize to him. It that la- that's weird. what it sure looked like. I've never seen anything like that. Like my that bad for ruining your this world. game, but it was apropos for the moment that we're talking about. Uh, the the officiating has been tough. Uh, it's not been going the Carolina Panthers' way for two weeks now. We saw this in the first half. Uh, there were a lot of look. It's one of the the uh, Dallas offensive linemen grabbed Hassan Reddick by his head. He held him by his head, like in a headlock. And there's no holding call, mm-hmm. right? Is that is that we saw, but but at the same time there were bad calls on the other side, right? Uh, and there have been. Is it are the Panthers getting screwed? I even and and Josh from Ash is right. Is like I felt that way in the first half. I said the fix is in. Oh, it's Jerry. I just kept thinking of you saying from our from last week. Uh, it's Jerry's world, and we're just living in it. Like I like that's all I could hear in my head going over and I was like man he's been paying these kids college tuition but at the end of the day is it that just officiating is bad I mean or I is it bad is it like can it be better than this because like every week every fan comes on and talks shit about officiating completely is it yeah. bad or is it us just being cryy because everything isn't perfect I, th- I think it's us being cry, to be truly honest with you. Because, I mean, you got to think about this. I think this it's and, bad, dude. It's no, bad. No, no, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's bad, but I think, I think we're being a little cry about it. That's that's what the, we, we linger over. Because think about it, man. They're doing full speed, and I get they're paid and they're professionals. Just full speed is difficult to look at. Like, look at that uh, defenseless receiver hit, the personal foul they had. That was a legitimate hit. But full speed, it looks like he just absolutely blasted that yeah. player illegally. You that know? Was a but makeup that was a call. I felt like we got a couple of makeup calls today. Yeah, that was a bullshit call. This is too. why you should be able to challenge anything. Because listen, with the whole thing with the fumble, I didn't want to challenge the forward progress. What I wanted to challenge was, was the ball loose before they called the forward progress stopped. So that's why I don't understand why you couldn't challenge it. You should be able to challenge everything for that reason. That's the orange so, flag, bro. I mean, listen, in my mind, both of these things are true. Both of these statements are true in that, yes, they were bullshit calls. 
And, and I mean, there's no doubt about it. The Panthers should have been able to challenge that forward progress one as well, which would have been a clear fumble recovery for us. But at the same time, the Carolina Panthers lost to the Dallas Cowboys. It wasn't the referees. The Carolina Panthers lost to the better football team. And facts are facts, man. We got some Cowboys fans in the chat room. And, hey, kudos to y'all, man. Y'all were the better football team today. I thought our uh, our offense was going to be far more productive, and I didn't think that the Cowboys' defense was going to be as stingy as it was. They've got some good players. But you know what, man? So do we. And if we're ever able to figure out this offensive line and able to get some players back healthy, uh, I mean, again, we don't know for sure if J.C. Horn is out the rest of the year. But C.J. Henderson, and that's another thing we need to talk about at some point, C.J. Henderson is going to get more up to speed. He's going to be able to fill in more for us. And we just have to get back on to rhythm. And look, our schedule the next few weeks, just like we won those first three games like the Panthers were supposed to win, well, the next few games the Panthers are supposed to win, even in spite of our performance today. So we're going to have uh, an ability to get right and really get back on track, but it, it starts with making changes at our offensive line. Our defense all season long has put our offense in a easy position. At no point have the Carolina Panthers had to play from behind, and the defense has uh, put – We've the opposing team has been in passing situations – which benefits this Carolina Panthers team. Today, the Panthers faced two new adversities they had not seen this season. That is the offense playing from behind and the defense having trouble stopping the run. And both of these things ended up ping-ponging against each other uh, to be the main challenge for this team. And not the main challenge, the reason we just weren't we, – we couldn't win this at a certain point. Um I, I still I want to say this is that I know like you could say that the defense is struggled today, but missing J.C. Horn, missing our starting uh, free safety safety and Justin Burris, uh, the bringing in C.J. Henderson and the kind of media saga that created the week or whatever. And also, A.J. Bouye's first game as well. Yeah, his first game is that there was a lot of this defense uh, wasn't the same defense it was in week two. Mm -hmm. right like of the personnel the familiarity with it um so that was a big challenge for them going against a team that has one of the most arguably the most explosive offense in the nfl look is the cowboys beat our uh they kicked us in the nuts today with the run game but they didn't like just overwhelm us with the passing game maybe because they didn't have to but you know they have like they're strong in every aspect of their offense like there are and then today their defense came out and played well uh and yeah. it's continued michael michael parsons you know what i'm shocked uh not shocked like i didn't think he was gonna not be good i'm actually just impressed by how polished and good he is at this point filling in gaps some of the weaknesses uh cody that you pointed out on tape is like gap assignment uh not yeah. overplaying things is that uh not letting your speed overdo it is michael parsons and today was in a more versatile role. Like he wasn't just on the defensive front today. Right. Uh, they were dropping him back in coverage. He's playing more traditional linebacker. So the Dallas Cowboys, that offense is complete. And their defense, Dan Quinn, <clears throat> has got them playing better uh, than we thought they were with some pieces that are still new. Uh, so, I, and, and look, 
<clears throat> I got to give uh, Diggs credit. How about this? Is all of a sudden, um, just because I'm not always familiar with everybody and everybody in the league all the time, this guy, five interceptions in the last four games. What is this? Stefan Diggs, little brother or whatever? Yeah, Trav- uh, Trayvon Diggs or Travion. It's either Trayvon or Travion Diggs. Yeah, that's Stefan Diggs, uh, little brother. This guy is a beast, bro. And I and calling him anybody's little brother because that's a grown ass man. Yeah. Look at him. I'm mean, like, I'm mean, like, whose little brother is he? Like, <laughs> dude, speaking of little brothers, uh, I got the red zone up and TJ Watt, JJ's younger brother, dude, that guy is not only playing good, but he looks swole. Like he's got he's got the JJ arms now, dude. Yeah. So yeah, weird because also, he was not like that when he came into the league. Like no, he was no, no, no. Very like undersized for his position, which is why he wasn't necessarily drafted highly. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, insane. But also, real quick to the chat room, uh, what happened to Teddy Bridgewater? He's not starting. Uh, but he got, no, he's, he, no, he got, I think he, he got, got hurt. He got a concussion, or he was in concussion protocol. I don't know if it was officially a concussion. Damn man. All right, next call. Yo, it's your boy Josh from Mass again. I just couldn't resist a fucking call. It's been a while since I've done a back to back. But man, look at this team. <laughs> look at this fucking team. Go ahead. Fuck around. Screw us out of some games and give us another early fucking first round pick. Go ahead. Fuck around, NFL. Fuck around. Give us another early first round pick. This defense will be monstrous, <laughs> unstoppable, undeniable. You won't be able to have refs fucking blow calls like that. Imagine if the Carolina Panthers get a top 10 pick bullshit. next year and they don't so pick an offensive play. lineman. So go ahead, NFL. Short change us. Fuck Bro, that'll be insane. Play your bullshit game. Fuck the Cowboys. We will see them again. We'll see them in the playoffs. And we're going to ring them fucking dry. Because our defense will be consistent. You mean to tell me that that Dallas O-line didn't have one single holding call all game? Really? Not one? Not one, really. With Burns and Reddick coming off the edge? You mean to tell me they didn't have one holding call? Well, I saw about 25 today. And they just didn't get called. Because they knew. They knew. If they kept that game fair, on what was going on with Hassan Reddick too? Was he hurt early in the yeah, game? Yeah, he got a hear. Yeah, had no fucking chance in fucking hell. They knew. And they had to do everything they could, and they did. They screwed us. This ain't one to hang your hats on. This ain't even one to watch film for because the film is going to tell the fucking tale. They screwed the Panthers out of this fucking game. Screwed them. There's no other way to put. It. It was a fucking walk job. All right. We heard this call already, Judge. We're going to go on. Um, Big Ben. Doesn't Big Ben look like he should play like in the 70s? Yeah, like, I feel he like looks, all of a sudden he just looks got, like he should retire. He looks like he should play in the backyard of a retirement home. <laughs> like the, right. the guy can't throw to save his life. Um, by the way, guys. Oh, as he almost it, threaded the needle there. Good Lord. What a pass um, that would have been. To make us feel a little bit better, guys, the Rams are absolutely getting demolished by the Cardinals right now. Cardinals are a legit team. 
Why does that make the, us feel better? Because the Rams have beaten the Tampa Bay Bucks. They've beaten. I mean, they basically beaten everybody that you would need them to beat to be considered a, a, a the contenders. And uh, and they're they're out here getting destroyed by the Cardinals. So again, this can be this can happen. The the Rams have a good defense, but the 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 Cardinals are just eating them alive right now. Mm-hmm. So something to kind All of right. keep in mind to maybe uh, make whenever, it feel a little bit better. Whenever the Cardinals are good, the Panthers are good, man. Same. Ooh, we're, we're, there you go. So let's all... become Cardinals fans until we're not. I guess <laughs> uh, they got a lot there, and um, and I guess uh, to piggyback on your point, CK is if the Rams lose today, uh, do you think that they're gonna like quit for the season? No. <laughs> right. Like you're gonna. No. So Panther fans, this loss alone uh, doesn't mean next week doesn't matter for us. Philadelphia, where look is we've been one and zero each week. Now we're 0-1. Now it's time to get 1-0 again in the Joe Brady mantra. And the Matt rule is let's start the new week over, learn from it, get better. 252-228-5098. It's G-Baby. Tony, I got I to gotta, I gotta come to your defense because motherfuckers was getting on your ass when we played the Texans and Sam Darnold had two to three fumbles. But we all recover them, right? If we don't recover those fumbles, I don't know if we win that game. But – this all Everybody's got to be heard. Sam Darnold's fault. Tony, you're absolutely fucking right. Because at the end of the day, when we go back, all we ever fucking hear and talk about that is Cam's fault. Cam Newton fumbled the ball. Cam I don't know Newton where we're going at. Jump on the ball. No one yeah. looks back at that fucking Super Bowl and ever says we didn't have pass all right, protection. G-Baby. No one looks at that shit. All I could only handle this. Is I'll just that say is a this. lie is and a half right there. I love when my man says uh, Tony is right. He's the only person in the world that says that. I, I might know. be G, baby. I don't know that you want that ally right now. Like he, that was he said. I'm nobody looks back and says he, that the fumbles were on Cam or was on the offensive line. That's all we have said as Panthers fans for that 2015 season. Every one of us who have non Panther fans don't say that. Though. They all say right. don't Non Panthers fans. But I don't Panthers care. I don't want to talk about Cam is. right now. I think this is look. Is that last week? I'm going to put it on y'all. How about this? Is what G Baby again? There's wisdom in his emotion. Is that last week all these fans came at me and were like, Oh, Tony, you ain't high enough. You ain't high enough about Darnold and like how great he was or whatever. Today, am I being uh, overly tough on him or am I saying ultimately he uh, has contributed a lot to this team? Today, he had his first bad, like, not bad game. That's right. He made his first mistake mistakes today and throwing two picks. But other than that, like, yeah, I mean, like, is that, it's, look, is I'm very pleased with the way Sam Darnold played. That third quarter, though, the whole team looked like his face did, though. Like, it looked like he could have painted, he put a green helmet on him in that third quarter. Everybody looked a little shell-shocked. I don't know what it was. But they came back and responded. And look, I'm I'm with. I look. I, I think Sammy, Sammy D, whatever we want to come up with his nickname, has exceeded expectations. 
at this point, but he's got to play better. There's a lot of people that got to play better on this team. Uh, and like none of them are named DJ Moore. Hey, uh, uh, Cam, I mean, uh, Sam might break uh, uh, Cam's. Someone said in the chat room earlier his uh, like rushing season. record. Yeah, yeah. single oh, season uh, rushing record. Right, no way. Not in yards. Dude, what, if Sam, what if that Sam would be crazy. gets 10 plus running touchdowns this season, dude? Hey, dude, we don't give enough. I'm cheering for it. I'm cheering Sam for it. Sam Donald is a dual threat quarterback. I'll say yeah, it again. Yeah. He's Sam only Donald 24, dude. He better is, be a dual threat. He's only dude, 24. And his biggest help. People forget that he's 6'4, 230. Like, the guy is not a small guy. You know? So, yeah, dude, he's a dual threat, man. That guy has wheels. He's running into the end zone. Hey, how about this? He's been our most effective red zone weapon. Yeah. By far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. By no, far. I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, as look, is I'm looking forward to next week, right? It's like there's no – I mean, I'm looking right. forward to Sam Darnold getting better. Um, he has played – he's shown some real potential, though, in these first few weeks for us. Like, he's made some plays that were necessary. He's been part of the winning combination – uh, and today we didn't win, and he was part of that combination as well. Um, but uh, real, a lot of we're we're looking for this, or at least I am. Is Sammy is Sammy D mentally beat, right? Because the NFL has a way of breaking prospects to a certain degree. Is that? Um, in fact, I saw a video that was um, out, and I'm trying to get him. I'm going to try to get him on the show. His name is Sam Gold, I believe. He is a scout and he does a bunch of quarterback videos. And he said that um, like his big prospects were Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen out of that season. Like he thought those were the two quarterbacks. And then he had to come out and say that he was wrong. And now he's got to come back and say, maybe Sam Darnold wasn't bad. Right. And he's been following his own takes to a certain degree. Yeah. And um it makes sense is like uh is i'm looking at sam darnold to see if he's broken and right now i don't think he is and today um i think there's a room for him to grow into the quarterback that many people thought he could be i don't see a guy who's shattered like looks like a jimmy clausen out there like his brain looks scrambled right yeah or uh, um, what was uh the car brother the older one who after uh, dude, after that seventy car, that yeah. season he got seventy sacks, like every time people rushed at him he just peed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> they had no help. He's broken. He's broken, dude. Like mentally yeah. broken. Didn't we like, have a game not... with him where he only threw the ball like two times and we ran it? He like, played for us. Times. Remember, he wore the one glove like the Michael yeah. Jackson. He was a quarterback um, yeah. with the Michael Jackson glove on. <laughs> hey, do y'all right. want to hear? Uh, Oh, we want to go through some more calls. I also have uh, two short clips from uh, Donald and Rule if you're wanting to play them. Yeah, like let's pull them up. Let's see what we got. All right, who y'all want first? Y'all want uh, Donald or you want Rule? Let's hear Rule first. Whoa. Whoa. See if he sounds broken. Oh, I got to ask you guys about Urban Meyer. Obviously disappointed with the, the way the way today went. Uh, a lot of credit to Dallas. You know, we knew that they were a really hot team coming in, um, and they uh, they obviously showed, showed us that. Um, thought our guys showed resolve coming back at, at the end and making it making it a you know a, a 
one score game with a chance to maybe get a stop. And, um, you know, like all good teams, they made one more play and found a way to make it happen. So, uh, obviously, we're disappointed as a team. Uh, thought we played much better. Uh, our, our rush defense has been our sort of a calling card. We were not able to stop the run today. We're not able to get to the quarterback. We're not able to take the ball away. And on offense, we turned the ball over and uh, could not pick the quarterback to run the run. So, we'll take this as a way to make ourselves better and uh, head into uh, head into next week uh, with some lessons learned from facing a good team on the road. I know, just so, don't get on the airplane at this point. Kind of a lot of the coach, basically, but we kind of figured figured that. And then, um, hey, were you able to hear it, hear it good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sammy Dimes. Yeah, you know, I thought, you know, we had a chance in the second quarter right away, and then we got the ball back uh, to put points on the board. And, you know, I felt like that third quarter, we just didn't play Carolina Panther football. Um, just wasn't good enough in that third quarter. We, we made a surge there at the end, but it was too late. But, uh, yeah, just not good enough um, offensively, just execution-wise, wasn't there. So just got to go back to the tape um, and get better from it. Yeah, you know, I thought. Yeah, so that's I mean, it. Like, I think this is what we've kind of been <clears throat> scratching at the whole show at this point. Does uh, Sam Darner look like the Lego dude to you? Yeah, dude, he looks like the Lego police officer. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that somewhere before. I just uh, thought of that when I saw him. I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a yeah. I've I've seen that before. I like that too. All right, uh, let's keep going through with these calls. Booyaka, you know who the fuck this is. I got one more call, and I'm gonna make this my last call. We have DJ Moore, right? Doesn't get paid, which he should have fucking been the first one to get paid. I told you guys about fucking Robbie Anderson, but at the end of the day, we have DJ Moore, right? And Robbie Anderson. I do believe in the 2021 draft, we drafted a second-round receiver named, uh, what's his name, Terrence Marshall Jr., right, Cody? The one that was supposed to be our fucking savior as far as replacing Curtis Samuel. Tony, you know how I feel about Curtis Samuel, motherfucker. We get rid of fucking Curtis Samuel, right, for fucking Terrence Marshall. So this is, I'm pretty sure this is what's going on in the third quarter. I don't know why we don't air this bitch out. We have weapons. I just don't get it, bro. We have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Terrence Marshall Jr. and Tommy Trimble. Why are we Because not the offensive line can't protect long enough out? to... I don't know about you guys, but do you notice when Sam Darnold's about to go under center? He's taking his sweet-ass time, bro. Where the fuck is the urgency, dog? When I watch these other teams in the NFL... The other offenses, they look fast, bro. They're airing it out, bro. Our offense looks slow, slow as fuck. I don't get it, bro. But we have fast-ass motherfuckers that can make plays. But our offense is looking slow. And it- All right, I think that, um, again, wisdom and G-Baby's emotion. Is that why is it that it is like is that at no point can you run more developed and complicated plays if your offensive lineman are just getting beat the fuck up? Yeah, man. It, you, know, it's it's that, like you can't you can't throw five out five wide 
and spread the now actually i will say that a little bit is that we didn't do a lot of that i felt like maybe we could have helped we can help our offensive line some by doing that is and they mentioned this in the broadcast i think greg goldson was the one that mentioned it is you're letting them all bear down like that and how do you kind of spread this defense out some is spread the offense out and maybe like joe brady's got to find a way to help this offensive line you know what we've heard people say for the last year is that uh, last year people said our offensive line was so bad, was so bad, and I was like, I actually played better than I'm used to. And, like, <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, it's because of Joe Brady's scheme. Where is the scheme this year or in this game that helped this offensive line? I don't know if it was there really. Maybe spreading them out a little bit would have helped us. Their def- we made their defensive front look fantastic. Yeah, they did. But uh, listen, we've made pretty much every defensive front that we've played this season. Even the Jets look fantastic at some point during these games, man. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a recipe for success. And I want you all to know, and and look, this is just the real facts. If the Carolina Panthers don't make some changes on their offensive line, this is not a playoff football team. I'm sorry, it just isn't. If we cannot pass protect, then this is not a playoff football team. That's why it is absolutely imperative that we at least see what we have in Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. And there's I'm going to be annoying about it every single fucking time you come on this podcast. If I have to say it a million more fucking times, I'll do it. That's the hill I'm dying on. Watch they come in and start playing and ball out. And then the announcers are like, oh, man, these guys are great for Carolina. Yeah, well, they've been here the whole fucking time, man. All right. Um, I know Greg's got to go. Uh, we got two calls left, too. Greg, uh, how can they catch up with you for Tuesday? Oh, man, hit me up at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. That's my personal handle, and uh, I'll talk to you there about Panthers football. Or All right. anything, so. Fantastic, man. Great hanging out with you. We'll see you, hopefully, on Tuesday. If not, check him out on Twitter at uh, the Bat Daddy 52 Let's go to the last two calls and uh, make our – we'll give out our game ball and – not game ball, though. Dab on them. Oh, man, the Cardinals are down, putting them on around them. a little bit and put this loss behind me. Wow. And i got to say, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to lose to Moore? New England tonight. But if in case it happens, New Orleans lost to the Giants today. And Atlanta lost at home to Washington. So, you know, our loss, even though the score was closer than what the game was, we were winning at halftime. Without McCaffrey, I think we proved that we can play. That we have some things to work on. I'd rather lose to a Dallas team that's three and one and then one loss was to a Super Bowl champion than to lose to Washington at home and lose to the Giants at home. And like I said, if Tampa could mix around here and lose, we're still in first place by ourselves. So. You know, all we really got to do to make everybody feel better is have a good week, beat Philly at home, and we're back on the right track. All right. I agree. Like, let's get back on track with Philadelphia. Uh, Last call tonight. I think. Hey, it's Bailey Olf Idaho again. Just wanted to clear the air here. I never said Jeremy Chin was bad. I just said that he's bad in coverage. (laughs) think he's more of a linebacker and not really a safety and that being said 
my biggest gripe with rule in this entire administration is the fact that for all of the hullabaloo and all the BS about analytics, they haven't built this team in an analytical way. They haven't built it by the blueprint that every other, every other team in the NFL that's a championship level squad has built it. They don't, don't have the quarterback. They have the pass rushers, but they don't have the pass protection. That's the order. Quarterback, pass rush, pass protection. And they just didn't, they, they haven't done it. So I think it's time to hit the reset button. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm not going to let this show end on the down note like this. I'm not. Is I'm going back to Chuck's call. We're finding some wisdom in Chuck's call tonight. And I think uh, something that's been said on the show uh, multiple times is that not everything about a loss is bad. Right. And uh, the care, you know, every game doesn't have to have a perfect outcome for uh, things not to be heading in the right direction. And the Carolina Panthers today got beat up, got slapped around, particularly in the third quarter, showed some resolve at the end. Uh, So some of the highlights in the beginning, some things that you could be very happy about DJ Moore uh, continued. I, I guess Sam Darnold is growing and growing as a player. You saw Chuba Hubbard look flash a couple of times like if he could settle in there could be some good things cooking in carolina Uh, but the offensive line continues to be problematic and uh, what are we going to learn from this game i don't know but we're going to find out in philly next week if the panthers um learned that they were good or bad from this right is um are you are you a a team uh, that's going to find a way to grow and get stronger from week to week and with the next opponent. And I hope that we are adopting that mentality. I hope that finish is the, what we needed uh, to help us encourage that moment, guys, finishing strong, putting up some points, keeping it a little respectable at the end, right? Is uh, go home. Like we'll wipe the blood off our, off our nose, the dirt off our face. We can wipe our tears. We get back to work. Yep. It's almost like keep pounding is the motto you feel me i know you do and hey while you're at it keep pounding that like button keep pounding that subscribe button and keep pounding that notification bell so that way you know every single time we go live man we're almost to the end of the show we're 145 people strong y'all c3 podcast is growing on our way to 3,000 subscribers please help us do so if you haven't already and pound that subscribe button y'all um, let's go ahead and, and uh, highlight uh, some positive things out of this team we saw. We guys want to give the towel or the uh, or the dab on them first. Let's have uh, a towel. Uh, towel, first. Yeah, towel, towel. All right. Yeah, so towel. That, so Who's the bad? We... What's the bad one? Yeah. So then we end on a positive note. That makes sense. You want to go first, CK? Yeah. I, I for. <laughs> For what it is, I mean, because I'm going to go with probably one that may be unpopular. I've been a big fan of his all, all, all year, but I got to give my towel of shame to to Phil Snow. He wasn't able to adapt, uh, adjust, and and you know, unfortunately, we went for one of our worst outings as a defense when it comes to rushing. 250 rushing yards on our defense is something that uh, we should be absolutely appalled by and sickened by, um, even in last year's by last year's standards. So, um, you know, it's. Uh, even though it is one game, it is just one towel of shame that I'm going to hand out, and that is to Phil Snow. All right. Mine goes this week to <clears throat> the three left people on the offensive line. 
Cam Irvin, Matt Paradis, and whoever plays in between them on whatever snap it is, it doesn't matter. It's tough. Like the pressure keeps coming from the left. We have trouble running the ball to the left. Uh, and um, I'm sure that offensive linemen will be able, or people that love the offensive line, will be able to look at our right tackle and our right guard and to highlight many plays where they haven't played well. But just the eye test alone is that Cam Irvin got beat up today and Matt Paradis got punched in the face too many times. So to them, uh, I give my little ice up towels, whatever, towel on their head. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so the towel on the head, I am going to give – you know what? I'm going to give mine specifically to Cam Irving because I feel like I've been complimentary of Cam, even though I've been uh, a detractor of his, and I wasn't a believer in his abilities to start with. I feel like through three weeks, Cam Irving had done a serviceable job, and we had said as much on this podcast – well, to me, he's back down right where I had him before. Uh, right. Cam Irving is not a left tackle. Uh, he, I, I would, I don't know what we should end up doing at this point, man. But he is not our left tackle of the future. Uh, he continues to lose week in and week out um, in some big time areas. It's not all the time, but on some big time plays, my man gets absolutely worked, and it's not enough, man. It, it just isn't enough. Um, and, yeah, but I already knew that. I feel like you all already knew that, but hopefully our coaches will figure that out sometime soon. Notable mention is uh, Zane Gonzalez. That's a notable mention for a talent. Uh, talent yeah. All right. Um, dab on him, player. Who you got? You want me to go first? Yeah, it's going to be an easy one for you, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, third leg Greg. Oh, oh, really? Nice. I'm on third leg Greg. I thought his commentary was excellent. He did do well today. Yeah, I really don't feel like a one nervous player. to start. You know what? I'll tell you what. No, I'll take that back. You know who really gets my game ball today? Who I'm really dabbing on? Who's that? Trooper Hubbard, y'all. Trooper like Hubbard is a legitimate yeah. running back, man. You give him some snaps, and this guy, he doesn't go down after first contact. He's aggressive. He's doing better at finding the holes and, you know, knowing what gaps he's going to be running through. You know, he's a powerful young man. I've really been impressed with Chuba Hubbard. Um, I, I like the fact that we have a serviceable running back outside of Christian McCaffrey. And, again, it kind of bolsters my point, man, that you don't really pay running backs a ton of money if you can find really good serviceable ones in the later round, but especially since everybody was kind of down on Chuba for a lot yeah, of reasons. All right. Keep going. I'm Everyone was down on Chuba for a lot of reasons. And he won me over in a big way today. I was yeah, even critical. A big step forward. I was even critical of Chuba, but today was my favorite performance by Chuba Hubbard. I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah. He did a great job finding his blockers and, and, and finding the hole and everything. Uh, there were a few times when our offensive line was doing him no favors whatsoever, but uh, I don't put that on on Chuba. Yeah, the all man right. was a good day. Like he was one that. Um, all right, go ahead, CK. Hopefully, you'll take I, this one for me too. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll do this one as well. I don't think uh, I don't know if there's many other people that deserve it um, other than DJ Moore. Um, <laughs> DJ Moore came in here and. 
you know, when even when uh, you know, he was he wasn't necessarily getting production, man, he was he was still out there fighting and, and he was able to get there towards the end, continuing to show up when he needed to. When we needed to get points on the board, he was there when we needed to get third downs. He was there. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got to give a shout out to DJ Moore when when nobody wants to mention him as one of the best in the league. People are starting to recognize that he has a lot of value in this league as a wide receiver, and he's going to continue to show out. Fantastic. Dang, y'all yeah. took all of mine. I'm not saying Zilstra. I've already said Zilstra one time this year, but that big that big play uh, <laughs> was a big one. I guess I'm going to do something like um, Jeremy Chin. Is, uh, Jeremy Chin on this defense continues to make big-time plays. Um, we had the big tackle where he caused the fumble, where we didn't get the fumble. He saved a couple of run plays that looked like they were going to blow up for touchdowns. He comes flying out of nowhere. Um, I'm sure that you're going to be able to find a play where he could have played better or something like this, but he makes plays. And even before, I think he might have been involved with the play before the one where he tackled that homeboy and popped it out, but they – there was one tight end where they he fumbled it, or we thought, like, was he down? Did he fumble it? They ruled him down. He's just always making something happen. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Chen's been a big contributor on this defense, and I don't think I've seen a game where he's played, like, where he, he, I don't remember them calling his name in a positive way. Uh, so that's my game ball. I like, and, and on top of that, my dab on him, there's a lot of good players out there. Brian Burns continues to rock. Like, everything's going to be all right. Actually, not everything's going to be all right. That's not what I mean. But don't let this one loss uh, ruin a lot of good things that are budding on the Carolina Panthers. Shout out to Shaq Thompson trying to bring back uh, – get me back on the Shaq Thompson train. Look, I got to wear his jersey now. He's been playing pretty – he's been playing all right. Best football Shaq's played of his career this year. Hey, man, you might need to get on that number seven. Yeah, no, no, I ain't buying another Shaq. I mean, I got one. He got one time out of me. That's it. All right. Um, you don't need another this week, I want to want to put this out is uh, Cody and I were going to be doing something called C3 debates. If you guys want, uh, if you guys got any cool topics you want to submit uh, potentially for us to debate, um, just hit me up with the hashtag C3 debates or just hit me on my mentions or whatever. Uh, we'll be looking for any topics that you want. Cody, be keeping those in mind. We got a lot of cool con- uh, content coming out, obviously. Uh, the C3 Panthers podcast live, 9 p.m. Tuesday nights. Uh, guys, the the Madden simulation was a big hit this this week. Um, and in some ways, it's like Madden made it even cooler by being bad. Yeah. like the It was like a very exciting game. Uh, despite maddening, it was mad when that happened. I was like, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Oh my god, They're, the Cowboys did not have their backups playing in the fourth quarter. They took out Trayvon Diggs and lied about it, saying that he was uh, he was uh, out for player management. When you're mm. down one score or when you're only up one score, you don't take out him for player management. Uh, so there was a reason behind that. There was one guy that went out, and that was it. So don't even try to use that as an excuse there. Darian. So we will be uh look at that content, the Madden simulations coming out. We got Wednesday, we got the beat check. Uh Friday free for all was popping this week, Cody. Yeah, man. Dude, it's popping every week, man. It's popping every week. Friday free for all, that's for y'all, man. Anytime you want to come on the show and be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast yourself on camera, on audio, 
telling me what you think about this football team, telling the world what you think about this football team. Fridays are for y'all. It's the Friday free for all every Friday at 7 p.m. You already know what we're doing, man. It's it's been a ton of fun every time we do it. Tony Dunn popped in uh, at I the know. last minute of the Friday free for all. He saw how much fun we were having. I was like, Oh, it was awesome. I had man, to get, let in, me on get in on that. <laughs> all right. Um, look, that's the C3 Panthers post game show. Look, you can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Cody, where can they find you on Twitter? And by the way, as Karen Choi says, it's been dick free. So that's always good. Yeah, we yeah, we've I don't know if that's the... true. You've been there. Yeah, <laughs> true. Okay. All right. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh but yeah, don't, uh what'd you ask? Oh yeah, my Twitter. <laughs> that was a good uh, joke. Yeah, good joke. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. Um, I'm good at responding to people, man. I'll I'll DM with you. I'll talk with you on Twitter, all that stuff. Hit me with the follow. I'll follow you back. I'm also the Panthers analyst at drafttech.com, where I write first and second round comments for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, there will be a new mock draft uh, coming up here this weekend, so that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. All right, CK. All right. Where can Uh, they find you? Find me everywhere. You can find me over here on uh, the Twitter. So you can look at this here uh, Twitter handle, Code Dizzle Allen. You can find me there. Um, Pretty much any of the uh, platforms YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all of them. So if you guys are ever in need for uh, Code Dizzle content, I'm happy to provide. But uh, yeah. Go support our man and his work. All y'all go smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, tell a friend about the podcast, call into the show, 252-228-5098. Get in the chat room and uh, we'll check you guys out soon. I'll see you guys Tuesday. Until then, keep pounding. Take us out of here, Cody. Keep pounding. Thank you, Lynn. It's been, we're all sick as a mug here. Not as a mug. It's not that bad, but. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.